From the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you this is Roz yes. and Mocha. Yes. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Cara. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Mocha. Roz. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, big announcement on The Bachelor tonight. I know that. You know what it is? No. Oh. Do I? Do I know what it is? I don't know what it is. Maybe I know what it is. I think you know. You just don't want to say yeah. it. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. What are you going to do? Tickle it out of me? <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? Take what? Tickle it out of me. Oh, tickle. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would never say, I would never say what you're going to do. Beat it out of me because who wants that? Yeah, right? I know. I think that if you're, I think that if you're in a position to act, you know, I'd rather be tickled out of the room, Maury, out of the room, turn right are around. You, are you, um, are you like really ticklish? Nah, not at all. Really? Nah, nah. My like my feet, right? Like uh-huh. I, but my thing is, I love being tickled, and and I I, I can't. Yeah, but it like, depends on where tickled, you like being or... tickled. No, I don't. Like, like I don't I... like my feet being tickled, but my chest, back, and butt. So here's my okay. So I like to have my butt tickled and my feet tickled. But... I think we have to establish a tickle though, right? Because yeah. there's tickle. No, no. Like for yes. the purpose of making yes. somebody laugh, but right. then there's also like a light tickle for I'm, comfort. I'm not that tickle. I'm not that you can tickle. And make me laugh oh. Any, anywhere on my body it doesn't it doesn't exist right really? i don't i don't have that thing no and it's weird because my chest right mm-hmm. it's weird i don't know if i've ever told the story before Ooh, so girl so years ago when i was in my 20s um both my lungs collapsed yeah right and they had to do all sorts of surgery and so i had all these holes in the sides of my chests uh-huh. right like on either side of my chest where they put the tubes in and everything else. And one of the lasting effects of having that surgery and being in the hospital for as long as I was, was on my, on my chest. So from my abs up to my collarbone mm. and from armpit to armpit, I have little to no feeling on my chest. Oh, you've, you've said this. Right? And so yeah. if, yeah, so if you tickle me, this is what it feels, the, the only way I can describe it, okay? So, and I hate having my chest touched. I hate having my chest touched. Sensitive or you just can't feel? No, I, it feels like this. Imagine if somebody is tickling you, okay? But before they tickle you, they put a piece of paper over you. Mm-hmm. And then they tickle you over top of the piece of paper. That's what it feels oh, like. Dude. That's what it feels like. It's not a good feeling at all. Like, like, it's very uncomfortable, oh, right? Well, it's kind so, of like... It's it's not good. It's distant touch. Yeah, it, it's weird. It's really really weird. Um, because like part of my body knows that I should be reacting to it, but I can't actually feel it. So I get like I get anxious when yeah, if, if yeah, if Catherine's have like rubbing her head of my chest. Corrective surgery. So no, I don't even know if there is such a thing because I think it's just nerve damage, right? Like so, what are you gonna tell a doctor? Yeah, I don't feel tickles. Can you fix my yeah, chest? Like I I think that there's a lot of people ahead of me. Like that is elective <laughs> of elective. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like that is so I, I need you to I, I like I can't 
feel I can't feel tickles. Can you fix it? <laughs> right? Like to me that is like that like <laughs> like I don't know. <laughs> but also but also my 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 nipples are included in that, right? Yeah. Like I oh, don't know. There's I, no way. Nipples are very No, feely. I don't have I have hardly any feeling in my nipples. They're like they're they're dead nipples, right? Really? It's yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. yeah. They, they don't they don't feel they don't feel anything. But my feet, uh-huh. uh, if you tickle my feet, I get such great enjoyment out of it, right? Like such great enjoyment. And I've said this many times and I've, I've even had people respond during COVID, this poor woman responded because you know me, I said, I don't want to go for a massage anymore. What I'd like to do, and I can't believe somebody didn't, some young budding entrepreneur didn't, you know, try this uh, as a startup, but I would like a massage parlor to open up legitimate where you can like write it off and stuff Mm -hmm. uh, where instead of massage, because I find that massage hurts me, I would just like to go in and get tickled because to me, that would be the most relaxing. You had a woman DM me? Yeah, she was a, she was a massage therapist and, and I think Hamilton or something like that. Yeah. And she couldn't go to work and she's like, maybe I will, you know, start this when everything comes back because there's just no work right now. She's like, maybe I'll have to put that on the menu to get somebody like you to come in and spend a couple bucks at, uh, at the spa. Yeah. I'm just back Head. Head. doing tickles. I do not. I, I, I don't doubt that. I'm not more. offering. But I'm here, telling. I'll, I'll tell you why I don't believe that you're that good at back tickles, Maury, because you're a very selfish person. So I, th- I would think that the only reason why you're tickling me is because as soon as you're finished, you're going to jump in front of me and pull your shirt up and go, my turn. <laughs> oh, my God. Right? That's what I do. Yeah, exactly. And, that, and that's not good. That's not good. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Let me... Uh, Read you this real quick. Do you have that thing in you as a dad where you can't wait to embarrass your son publicly? Oh, boy. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I do. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. not now, because nobody wants to embarrass a three-year-old. No. But, like, do you take notes now of, like, the, just some of the things that, like, he'll do in, in your head? You're like, God, when you're 16, start bringing girls home. Oh, when you're yeah. out hanging with your dudes, I'm going to destroy you. Like sometimes if I'm walking around the house and I'm not wearing a shirt, right? Yeah. And if he's not wearing a shirt, I'm like, get over here, a little skin skin action. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, right? Yeah. yeah. Or he just wants to go play with his cars. I'm like, you wait. When you're 18 or you're 19 and you have your friends over, I'm going to walk in the room with no shirt on. <laughs> I feel like, Cruz, take off your shirt. Let's do skin skin. <laughs> <laughs> so Kelly Ripa and Mark Consuelo, mm-hmm. um, they're always like, going at each other on social media publicly and their son just turned 18 but this one here happened back in january and then i'll get to the latest one okay so back in january kelly ripa posted a picture of herself on instagram wearing a sparkling sweater and written in sparkles on the sweater was more glitter less twitter and then mark comments baby is that a g or a c asking for a friend (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right and then she, and then and, and then and then she writes shush <laughs> right so yesterday oh, no. uh yesterday their son joaquin turned 18 and mark wrote happy 18th birthday uh joaquin uh kelly our little guy is all grown up we love you and then awesome, kelly nice. and then kelly wrote you know what Making him was so much fun, <laughs> and then, oh, and no. then, and then Mark replies to her, going hashtag Made in Montreal. <laughs> oh, bonjour, <hi>. right? <laughs> like that is some top level parent. Oh no, 
Imagine the conversations that happen at home, like with their kids, where they're like, Mom, Dad, you guys gotta stop. Gotta stop with the sex stuff. Yeah, like my friends follow you, their parents follow you. Everybody follows you. You gotta stop with the sex stuff. Gotta hear about it. Right? You guys send out, you guys put up a post on IG, and then I hear about it from my friends in the group chat. It just goes wild. And it's only ever sex stuff. Oh, it's so so crazy. Yo, they love each other, though, huh? Yeah, they really do. Maury. I was gonna say, I remember the time at my bar mitzvah, my uncle Michael saved up all the stuff I did. And his whole speech was about how he was changing my diaper and I peed on him. Oh, jeez. Well, that's what happens to babies. Huh? Yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what happens to babies. I never got those stories. I never had anybody tell me that I peed on them. And I'm kind of thankful for that. Yeah, because who wants to hear that? As nobody, an adult? nobody does. Because then what do you do with that information? No, no, sorry, like, because you, you feel the need to apologize. Yeah, like, sorry, right? I was sorry. a baby. Yes. I didn't have any <laughs> yeah. like, I had, function. I had no control, like, right? whatsoever? Yeah, but it's somehow funny to adults to retell those stories of yeah. that time you peed on them. Yeah. Where if it was anybody else, like, even, even like, you wouldn't, like, that story only applies to babies, right? Oh, Like, completely. you wouldn't tell that story if you were even four. Right? No, not yeah, at all. Like, because you don't know that kid may have like a problem or something, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Would you stay in a space hotel? Space hotel. Yeah, I'm reading this article. Let me let me read this to you here. Work is due to start on the world's first space hotel in low Earth orbit in 2025 and could become operational as early as 2027. The space hotel would have restaurants, a spa, movie theaters, and rooms for about 400 people. Mm -hmm. And when you look at the concept drawings of it, it looks like a giant Ferris wheel. Okay. So it's a huge circle. It's a yeah. giant ring. And, and what, then, it just and, orbits Earth? And then, and then yeah, it, uh, it, it, orbits, uh, it orbits Earth. Uh, the space station will be a large circle and rotate to generate artificial gravity that will be set at a similar level to the gravity found on the surface of the moon. No details or costs on how much it would be to actually spend a night hmm. at the space hotel. Um, but they say the costs are getting cheaper to manufacture it because of reusable rockets from SpaceX and, uh, um, and future Starship. So they're going to build it in orbit. No. Right, yeah. Like the Death Star? Yeah. <laughs> like how they did the Death Star? Yeah. So yeah. No. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. So I don't, I mean, would you? Yes. You would. You'd go to space and stay at a hotel? Absolutely. You, would, you wouldn't? Huh? Man, That'd be I don't amazing. Know about that. Dude, I love everything about space. I don't know about that, man. And I the, would. The, Absolutely. And the, and, and the concept drawings that they have for it, of course, they make it look super bougie, right? Yeah, of course. But the concept drawings they have are like people sitting in a hotel room looking at their giant window at uh-huh. Earth. Oh, that's lit. Right. Of course I would. You wouldn't do that? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. For like a couple nah, days? Nah. I don't think I would, to be honest with you. Like how many it days? Would, it would be just my luck for everything to go wrong. You know, I, I would I do don't like know. a three night stay. I don't in know. In the space hotel. I don't, well, what's the difference between a three night? You think that you think that you, they're going to allow a three nighter? Can you go alone? Um, I, sure. I, sure. I don't yeah, see why not. not. Then I'm in. Yeah. I don't you wouldn't see share that not. experience with your husband? How yeah. rude. Yeah, that's weird. Well, you know what you know what happened is you'd walk there and Matthew would also be there. Yeah. And you'd be like, oh my God, that's the most awkward thing to ever happen in space. <laughs> hey, what are you doing here? Yeah. Work. Like it would be legendary. Yeah, me too. It would be legendary. That Work story trip. would be legendary. <laughs> Can you get drunk these, in space? They, these two, yes, yeah. sure. Absolutely. 
Well, yeah. no, I just I'm wondering how the booze would affect you because I assume that the hotel would have a mini bar. Yeah, but you would you would yeah it's, it's everything it's like restaurants, bars, movie theaters, like all. But how why would you go to space? You're gonna go to space, right? Yeah. Like you're gonna spend all this money to go to the space hotel, and what, yes. you're gonna go to a flipping movie. Like, really? You're gonna go sit in a movie theater? Don't tell me how to spend space. my vacation. Oh my god! Why are you get mad at me? Oh, I'm not getting mad. Do? I don't know, but I listen. I'm not the activities director, but I'm just saying that you can't the play art- basketball. In the articles that I've read, I I would think that I would want cooler things ra- other than a bar, spa, and a movie theater. But, but maybe I'm wrong. Patio. Maybe maybe that's what people want. No, I don't want to no, sit on the patio. Gravity isn't gonna let you do anything. No, else. I no. They they are. It's artificial gravity. It he spins. Said that. It spins. Creating artificial gravity. But here's the only it thing. It rotates. Here's the here's a one issue I see with that. Yeah. With the amount of stuff that's already orbiting Earth, right? right they have to figure out how Space Hotel isn't going to crash into that stuff or that that stuff's well, not going to crash into Space again, Hotel. Again, this is all stuff that like I... Like Elon Musk has... How many bajillion of his satellites in the air? Satellite thousands, yes, right? Yes, yes. I, well, I, I don't, I don't out. know. I don't know how they keep things from smashing into each other. All I know is that from what I hear, space is pretty large. I assume they have bumpers. Yeah. Hold on. Let me see. Look. So Are you on at the, this, the satellites on this app. That yeah. I have, anyway, right? I don't know if I would like, do. Look at all the. I know. Look at, like thousands of satellites all I know. over. Look, I know. Like, the, I know. how are you going to avoid they're, listen, all this stuff? Well, they're, they're programmed. It's like drones. You can throw all these drones in the air, and they don't hit each other. They're all programmed to do what they want to do. But, uh, but the question is, would you stay at the at the space hotel? Absolutely, Absolutely. Yes. you would. Huh? Yes. Nah, not me, man. Not me. Yes, nah. Of it goes off. Something goes wrong, and it just starts spinning forever and ever and ever. And that is. Yeah, but think that's about all the it. likes you'll get on no. Instagram. Uh, who cares about that? No, I would. I would be. And then I'd have For the to. Experience no, would, no. Absolutely. No, and then they'd be looking for experts, and they'd be like, okay, is there an engineer on board? And the guy would put his hand up. And is yeah. there a doctor on board? Woman would put her hand up. Is there a, a farmer on board? The guy yeah. would put his hand up. We need somebody is to there, host is, the, is there the show all of this? for what we're about Nobody's to Nobody's asking that. that. I would have I would zero skills. I would not be used in any way whatsoever. We I would somebody, be the most useless person. We need someone to sit there and do nothing. No. No, I I can do that, right? There you go. No, Congratulations, no, no, no. That, sir. Nobody ever wants that. Nobody ever wants to assign somebody to do nothing. <laughs> yeah, no, you're the guy I, that no, has to stay no, no. out of the way. Listen, I'm already the most hated person in this room. I don't want to be the most hated person in space. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Could you Wait, imagine? No, okay. oh, that would be an all-time no, low, bro. No, 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 no. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Laura, welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show. How are you today? I'm good, I'm good. How are you guys? We're doing great. What's on your mind? My best friend won't talk to me anymore because I didn't approve my wedding date with her first. Whoa, your best friend won't talk to you anymore because you didn't approve your wedding date with her? Yeah, so... Uh, it was a little strange. <laughs> you wrote us this, Mocha fixed my life. When I told my best friend, she just turned the entire situation around to be about her, how she is unable to attend my wedding, and how I should have been more empathetic to her and her work schedule. Damn. Now you're not speaking, and this has added a ton of stress and anxiety to an already stressful and anxiety-filled um, plan, I'm assuming, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, been pretty hard with COVID and everything. So why can't she go to your wedding? So uh, she got a new job like uh, at the end of the summer. Um, it's shift work with the government, and I've been really, really supportive of her. She's missed a lot of things that she can't really attend, you know, my engagement and everything. And 
it didn't really bother me and it was okay. And my fiance and I decided to start wedding planning for summer 2022 early so that we can get it a date and everything. So we were able to lock in a date that worked with, with us and our family. Hold and on, hold on. We, pause, pause for one second. Mm-hmm. Your best friend told you that she can't go to your wedding in summer 2022 because she's working? Yes. Oh summer 2022. So when we had planned a date, she had said that she was working on all these weekends, but I said we would try to do the best that we could. But then when I when we finally walked in a date, we t- I told her. And she first thing she said, I can't come. I told you I have to work that day. And I was like, but it's a year and a half away. A, you gave her a year and a half notice. How does she mm-hmm. know that she's even going to have that job in a year and a half? Like summer well, 2022, exactly. right? And how does she know what her work schedule is going to be that far in well, advance? Yeah, so I guess they, like, release their schedule, a, um, like, a year or so in advance. just Even so that they still, can they schedules can change. Things, but but you, mm. you, you have to assume, though, right, that a year and a half notice gives her plenty of time to talk to her boss, talk to her coworkers, talk to anybody to get that afternoon off. Yeah, and, well, and the thing is, too, I understand that. If she can't get it off, or at least she tried, but her initial reaction on something that we were really excited about, um, it was negative, and it kind of took a really happy experience and has turned it around, and now she's telling me I owe her an apology, and it's just gotten really messy. You owe her an apology? (laughs) Oh, my God. Yo, you just got uninvited to this wedding. Yeah, (laughs) That's a trash friend. Weddings have a way of... She's one to put it bluntly, ruining friendships, Mm -hmm. and it's always over stuff like this. And and the the only thing that we've ever said is, you know, if something as small as this, as in giving your best friend a year and a half notice to get a day off, if something like that is going to destroy the friendship. Maybe this wasn't the friendship you thought it was. Yeah, which is what I'm I'm starting to kind of think that um, I, I don't think that she'll never be in my life again, but I think that it's definitely jaded it a little bit and it's taken this experience that was supposed to be a little bit more happier and fun and it's really stressed me out because now I don't even want to plan anything and even my bridesmaids Aww. are nervous to even like tell people that they're in the wedding party in case they might upset her and yeah nah, but it's not about her i know she's making it about her it's not about her what are your other friends like in, in your friend circle or you mentioned your bridesmaids what are they all saying about the situation and has anyone um, talked to her about her reaction to your wedding day no one's really spoken to her really but every person i've talked to is just saying that it's a little, you know, she's going a little above and beyond. It's a little crazy that she's making it about her. And yeah. she could at least put in a little bit more effort. And everyone's just on the same page as me. I just, I think I'm kind of coming to the realization that maybe this friendship wasn't as important as maybe I thought. I'm, I'm just not entirely sure that, just weird that we would break a friendship over something like this. Yeah, and it, it's her willingness to break a friendship over something like this. Like, that's the that's the, the, the problem. And and normally when people make things all about them, it's it comes from a place of insecurity. Most people think that it comes from a place of, like, ego, but it, it doesn't. Most times it comes from a place of, of insecurity, and I'm sure she's feeling insecure as hell because, you know, she feels left out and you and all the other you know group of friends are going to get to go and do all the bridesmaid stuffs and plan the wedding and have fun and she now feels like she's being left out uh and Mm -hmm. and and so you know i would say a little compassion on your part might go a long way but i i will say that if if her absolute willingness is to end a friendship uh, because 
a year and a half notice to get a day off work for your wedding isn't enough, then I would say 100% that this is not the kind of friend you thought she was. Yeah, okay. I kind of thought so too, but it's it's hard. It's You have like a couple of years of friendship with somebody and, you know, we're in our 30s, so it's not like a... <laughs> Uh, a small little friendship. So it's just, it's like, I guess, a hard pill to swallow. But invite her to take part in things. Mm. You know, if, mm-hmm. she, if she can't make the, if she can't make the wedding, I don't think that you should cut her out of everything. I think that you can extend the invitation for her to be a part of everything that she can make it to. Because mm-hmm. you, you know, you wanted her there in the first place. So just because she can't make it to the day doesn't mean she can't be a part of the process. And, you know, you still want her input on things and you still, you know, want her to be a part of it and you still want her in your life. But if she's just not willing to do any of that because you didn't consult her on your wedding day, then she's not the, she's not the friend you thought she was. Right. And should I still ask her to be in my wedding party? Should things clear up or is it? Yeah. My opinion is that you give her, like once you have all the dates kind of set out, like the, the day you want to go look at dresses and the day you need to do this and that, like you give her the option, right? Here are the days. I know your schedule is busy. Would love for you to make it. If you can't, Mm -hmm. I totally get it. Yeah, that makes sense. And maybe just try to move forward in a better way, but. Yeah, it just sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, bye, Felicia. <laughs> wow. <laughs> just saying, girl, bye. Yeah. <laughs> Does that help, Laura? Yeah. yeah, it does. Thank you All so right, much. Yeah, it right. just makes me kind of feel like I'm, I'm doing the right thing. Yeah, yeah you are. Yeah. You're good. Yeah, but if there was a, if there was a place for her at your wedding before all this, just let her know that that place hasn't disintegrated, and if she, you know, if she can make it, you know, there's going to be a place for her. Right. Yep. No, that's perfect. That's true. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Thank you. you. Bras and mochas fix my life on Kiss. We got a big anniversary to celebrate today, boy. Oh, no. Nine years of a quote that hit and stuck and is now famous around the world. Nine years? Uh huh. Okay. (laughs) You probably. You're probably not going to be as hype about this as I am now that I think about it. Uh, Pro bowler Peter Weber won his fifth U.S. Open with a championship clinching strike and celebrated by saying this. Strike to claim it. A strike to claim it. And he got it! Who do you think you are? I am. (laughs) Who do you think you are? I am. (laughs) And it was so wonderful because that clip, just the the passion of a bowler was is just not something you're used to. No, because right before you're not exposed to it. Right before he released that bowling ball, he was like focused, like a laser beam focus. Who do you think you are? Intensity on that face. I am. And (laughs) I don't know if you know this. But he actually did an interview where he talks about that moment and why he said the words that he actually okay, said. Okay. Again, which is, who do you think you are? I am. Well, being caught up in the moment of throwing the strike and being as excited as I was, I had a kid rooting against me during the match. And he was doing it loud enough, just loud enough for me to hear. And it kind of made me mad people know that don't make me mad on tv because i'll just get better but what i really wanted to say was who do you think you are rooting against me 
I'm the man of this tournament. That's what I really wanted to say. That, as everybody knows, who do you think you are? I am, and which uh, it caught on. It's a it's a worldwide catchphrase now. Yep. So I I really uh, enjoy what people when people come up and say, who do you think you are? And my answer now is you were. <laughs> well, buddy, like, <laughs> who do you think you are? I am. But he said that because some kid was I know, getting haggled. <laughs> <laughs> that bowling game is rough, huh? Oh, man. That's rough. To claim it. A strike to claim it. And he got it! <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Did you see the footage of Snoop Dogg freaking out on Twitch? No. So he was playing Madden. Twitch? Yeah, on Twitch. And I don't know if it was in partnership, but there were a lot of people watching. Like, I don't know if he partnered with Twitch for it or if he just has a channel and he goes live every now and then, right? Yeah, yeah. But he's playing Madden, the football game. And 14 minutes into... The stream, he gets scored on for the third time. Okay. Right? So this is after the third touchdown. Who is he playing against? Just, just like just, just regular the, Twitch streamers kind yeah, of thing? Okay. I think just a computer, maybe. Oh, 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 oh right? I got He's you, just I got running you. solo. Okay. And so he's losing 21 to nothing. This is 14 minutes into his stream. Okay. He freaks out. Look at this came in this room and everything went bad. This man. So he throws his controller, takes his headphones off, slams it onto the table, and he gets up and he walks away, right? Oh, sorry, before he gets up and walks away, he ends the game. Okay, like just exits out. Like done. I I quit. Okay. And then he gets up and he leaves, right? Right. But the stream is still going. No. Yeah. Okay. Right? The stream's still going. Oh, no. That's invasive. Oh, For no. For seven hours. No. Yeah. No. And people were, like, sticking around. Just They had it on in the background. People were, like, listening. Yeah. Because he had music playing in the background. He had, like, all these classic funk songs. Right. That were playing. And so people were, like, enjoying the playlist. Sure. And then he eventually comes back to the computer. Seven hours later? Yeah. Okay. Realizes that he's been streaming for seven hours and then just shuts the computer down. <laughs> man. 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 But Snoop Dogg man. freaking out 14 minutes into his Twitch stream. Look at this <laughs> It just all went bad. F*** this came in this and everything went yeah, the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. I walked into the store without a mask again yesterday. You idiot! Yeah, I know. But what this, happened? Okay, I, I don't know. Hold on. So this happened just like less than seven days ago. Yeah, where I went into the the liquor store and they caught me right away. Yeah, and then I felt terrible because I thought that they were going to be looking at me like I'm some sort of man karen where i was going to cause a fuss and then i did and i dracula yeah. right and then i ran so, out so so at that point right you didn't like load up your truck i did it was yeah yeah, yeah yeah and i oh and i don't know why i don't know what i was thinking like i had i don't know what it was going on in my head or i don't know like it was i don't i don't know i don't know what was going on are you exempt 
no, okay, so listen. <laughs> so I go, I go into this is at the uh, the the Metro in Liberty, right? And I'm there frequently. It's just convenient. There's parking, everything else, right? So I go in. I grab a cart. I'm doing my regular stuff, right? Okay. And people are very friendly in there. And I walk in, and the first thing I do is I pass the hot food counter. And there's two cops there yeah. at the hot food counter. And both the cops look at me, like both their heads shoot over and look at me as I'm walking by them. And then they sort of follow me with their eyes as I walk by them. Are and the then, two police officers that are in this grocery store, are they both wearing masks? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. okay. So then I walk by the counter where the dude's making the pizza, and he yeah. looks up at me. And then I walk through the pharmacy area to go up to the meat aisle and like people are staring. Right. And I start to feel like I'm like, my God, there's a lot of fans here today. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm like, Yo, clean up that ego on <laughs> okay. five. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, God, there's a lot of fans here today. This is really, this is really incredible. And then I start analyzing it where I'm like, God, the times that I've met cops in the past that have been fans, they've at least said hi, but those two dudes just stared at me. Yeah. So then, so then I double back, right? Uh So I double back because I'm like, maybe I should go to produce first. I pass the two cops again, Uh again, both of them stare at me. And I'm like, I'm like, God, that's really weird. So as I walk by, I say to them, what's up? Yeah. And then they just look at me. And then slowly I just take my hand up and I put it onto my face. No. Right? (laughs) Okay. Yeah. And then I look down and in my cart there's just pork chops. And then I run out of the store like a maniac. (laughs) Yo, so you left the cart there? Left it right there in front of two cops. Yeah. Left it right there in front of two cops. But you didn't say anything? No. I didn't say anything because I'm so terrified. Okay? I'm so terrified. I'm not, like, I don't care if somebody thinks I'm an a-hole, right? But I'm terrified for somebody to think that I am the kind of guy that thinks he doesn't need to wear a mask. Especially that's, you're walking through the grocery you. store with all these potential that's, fans. That's what I'm terrified of. And so on my way out, I was, like, one, crushed because I didn't wear a mask. But I was more crushed that I didn't encounter a whole bunch of fans that day. Because that really, <laughs> like... <laughs> but not even, like, when you pass the cops, right? When you realize, you didn't say, oh, crap, I forgot my mask. I no, get I didn't even. I no, I ran out of the store. I ran out of the store like I thought, like they were going to look at their phone and my face was going to be on it, and I was wanted for something. Like I well, you ran, ran out of the store, like you stole something. I'm I ran out of the, the store. Police officers didn't chase you. Yeah, okay. And then I realized, no, I there's pork chops in my cart, so they have to know that if I was going to steal anything, it would have been the pork chops, <laughs> right? So. <laughs> So yeah. I ran I ran back out. I ran back out and then I got my mask and I came back in. And then of course I walked through the store and nobody looked at me. And then that <laughs> disappointed, <laughs> right? Disappointed completely. <laughs> yeah. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. If you're interested, there's a bunch of stuff uh, that at one time belonged to Prince that's now up for auction. Bidding goes till next Wednesday. The white ruffled shirt that he wore in Purple Rain. Is up for auction. <laughs> what are you going to do with that? Right? <laughs> it says here, uh, along with his personally played and owned bright yellow cloud guitar, which has a unique series of 18 black print symbols on the guitar, which was custom made back in 96. $60,000 is what it's expected for the guitar and the the sexy ruffled shirt. They, do you have to buy both together? I can't just buy the puffy shirt? 
Um, I don't know. I'm sure you could buy both. Yeah, I don't even think that shirt has buttons on it, to be honest with you. I think you might have to just tie the knot in the bottom. You ever mm. worn one of those shirts? We just tie it on the bottom? Yeah. No. No? You have money? Yeah. Yeah. You? What's that? I assume you did. <laughs> yeah, I've had one of those shirts. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't wear it much, though. What would be the occasion that you have to wear one of those shirts? <laughs> okay, so yeah, okay, you have to understand, right? So it's a dress shirt. Yeah. Okay. It's a dress shirt, but it's a dress shirt with no buttons and no button holes. Okay. Okay. It's it's like you put it on like a dress shirt, yeah. and the only way to close some of it up is to tie a knot in the bottom of it. Like what ladies used to do with the bottoms of their t-shirts. So when you would tie the knot at the bottom, yes. would you tie it like right in the middle? You or had would to. It there was no right, way to. Like, uh, no, 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 no. You could only tie it. tight it. and then like tie it to the side. No, you couldn't tie it to the side because you're basically using the bottom two corners of the, the front of the shirt. I had oh, this as a right. leopard print crushed velvet shirt. Yeah, they were very popular. The, at same, a, at a, the same pine? Yeah, buttonless. Yeah, yeah for yeah. some weird reason, there was a thing. Mm. What, like, <laughs> How many did you own? They, oh, just one. Come on, what am I? I'm not a collector. I had two. Right? I had a Hawaiian one too. Yeah. A Hawaiian one? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, but it was a very it was a, it was the intent of the shirt was to show off as much as you could, but they allowed you to tie the bottom up. Like the look was to tie the a knot in the bottom. How of open it. would it be? Like if you sat, mm. you nipples. Like you oh, would, yeah. yeah, you were, you would hold. Full, it. Would you just, like okay. see belly as you, well? You would, yes, of course. Like in the okay, so it, it, you wound up looking like. Here's the thing: is that you would be super confident in it. You would be at home, ready to go to the club. Yeah. Okay, you'd put on the shirt with no buttons you'd tie the knot in the bottom of it and you'd yeah. feel like a million bucks you'd okay. feel dynamite ready to take on the world i'm going out tonight to slay as soon as you walked out of the house okay yeah. as soon as you walked out of the house you looked like your mom walking into the kitchen in her bathrobe on sunday morning <laughs> where, where all you did was you grabbed the top of it and just held it in your fist and you can't wear that all in the night winter long. time either no, you'd be freezing you would because you'd, you'd wear a coat you put coat your coat, oh, coat check and God. away you go yeah but it was just it, it was it, i it, can't believe Roz and i didn't go clubbing together oh, we dressed the same Stop it. I knew. <laughs> no. No, we didn't. <laughs> no, we didn't. <laughs> Blue go glow sticks no, or red glow sticks? Uh, no, I did not use glow sticks. I was not one of those guys. Oh, was I your, was. was here I am saying I wore a shirt with no buttons and tied a knot on the bottom. How dare you and, not and, use now, a and, now, and now I'm like, I'm not one of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hi, Paige. Welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show. Hi. How are you guys? We're doing good. How are you today? Good. Thank you. Um, Paige, what do you do for a living? Um, I'm a recruiter, so I do hiring and stuff like that. Oh, okay. And uh, you're, I assume you're on meetings every single day. Yes. <laughs> Paige wrote in and said, I need a joke to bring to my meeting today. Does Dammit Maury have any ideas? Um, so do you always... Are you sure? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's my boss is actually my mom, so it's so ridiculous. Every week she'll like do like a themed uh, meeting and this week's meeting is like yuck yuck so I need to bring a joke <laughs> wait yuck yucks as in like, like yeah the comedy like club? We just, yeah so she like makes it a big thing and everyone has to bring like a joke to oh, say okay I'm gonna, ask so... you, I'm gonna ask you again I'm gonna ask you again are you sure <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing how how have the jokes been so far this week um bad oh really <laughs> give us an ex give us an example okay this is the only one that i have um as an option so okay. why did the cowboy want a wiener dog why did the cowboy want a wiener dog why because he wanted a long little doggy 
You got anything better than that, Maury? No, do you do you have anything better than that? Okay, you ready? Yes. Is there a basic theme to this, or are these just random jokes? Yeah, the theme is, the, the theme yeah. is hysterical. Mocha. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, get with okay. that. Okay. <laughs> what is the leading cause of dry skin? What coronavirus? No towels. Oh. Okay. 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 What is the hardest cult to join? Excuse Difficult. Me. Difficult. <laughs> Difficult. Oh. Yeah, okay. What okay. do you call two birds stuck together? What do you call two birds stuck together? What? Velcros. <laughs> Shouldn't it be two crows stuck together? Uh, no, then, then you're giving away the answer too quickly. Yeah. Let me do the comedy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mocha. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what do you call? Because what if they were pigeons? For the love, can we kick him out? Yeah. Okay. What do you call a dog in a submarine? What do you call a dog in a submarine? A subwoofer. Okay. Are, are are any of these hitting with you at all, or no? Oh, I don't know. One. Here's a good one. Okay. What did one boob say to the other? <laughs> what? If we don't get uh, support, uh, they'll call us nuts. Excuse me? Okay. Can you explain that one more? Well, I guess they hang low if you don't have support for your boobs. Okay. <laughs> How do you spot a blind man at a nudist beach? How do you spot a blind man at a nudist oh, beach? I, uh, he's uh, fully clothed. No, no, it's not hard. <laughs> what is faster, hot or cold? What? Hot because you can catch a cold. <laughs> are, are any of these uh, okay, okay? Yeah. Now, now, okay, now, now, pause for one second. I'm gonna ask you for a third time now. Are you sure? <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> I got two or five more. Two or five? No, we're done. You no, don't no, want? No, no, no. Uh, do you want any of these? Are any of these hitting okay, with you? Okay, I might. Maybe I'll steal one. Which one? <laughs> Can I say the boobs one at work? Sure. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Your mom's your boss. <laughs> say, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hold on. One more. One more. more. Hey, okay. two more. No, one more. No, one. Man. <laughs> what part of uh, what part of the hospital has the least privacy? Which part? The ICU. Right. Okay. How about that one? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll take it. Oh no, yeah. no, no, this one. <laughs> okay. What do you call a woman who sets fire to her bills? Yo, this better not be a what? sexist joke. Okay, Bernadette. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah. There okay, you go. Okay. You're gonna Thanks, okay. It, it took us. It took us all that time to get to Bernadette. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. What would you say on a scale of one to ten is your regret level right now? It's no regret. No. Oh wow. Okay. Well, mine's at like a nine. It's better than nothing. <laughs> all right, Bernadette. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great day, Paige. Thanks, thanks for thanks. listening to the Roz and Mocha Show. Say hi to your thank mom you. for us. Okay, thanks, right. guys. Bye. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hello? Hello. Hey, it's Roz and Mocha. Hi. How huh? are you guys? Good. How are you? Fine. Uh, hi. Can you, can you take us off speakerphone real quick? Hi. Yeah. So we got your text, and Roz, I know you don't like hearing about people's dreams. Oh, God. <laughs> but I'm very much interested in your dream. Because uh, apparently, Roz, you and I were, what's your name, by the way? Melody. Me- uh, Melody. Melody. So apparently, you and I, Roz, were in Melody's dream. And okay. I need to know what happened in the dream and why we were in your dream, or why you think, at least, Melody. Because I listen to your podcast every day. Oh, okay. I listen. Well, thank you very much. So what was the dream, yep. and, and how were we involved? I just dreamt that I, um, you guys were hosting your show, Topless. 
Topless. That was pretty much it. Oh, that's it? That was the only part of the dream I could remember. Like, were we, like, did you get a sense that it was, like, topless because it, we were hot or topless? Like, oh, it was yeah, just, for or, sure. Uh, no, no, I no, don't. No, no, like, I, hot, I, like, as in temperature. Jesus, temperature. Was it hot in the studio? Like, like, were we stripping down because it was, like, sweltering in here? Or were we stripping down to be sexy? Or was this no, just? No, no, there was no stripping involved. It was just mocha sitting there topless. Just mocha. Just, I could only see mocha. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. What about Roz? Roz wasn't topless? I, I didn't see him. You didn't see me. Were you in the room? <laughs> I wasn't, no. Oh. How did I look topless? I mean, I'll tell you right now. Yeah. Topless oh, me awesome. now? Like, not, oh, okay, thank you. You look good, though, right? Awesome. Mocha look good in your dream? Oh, yeah, for sure. That's yeah. why I texted. I need to confirm if my dream was uh, accurate. Oh. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. 100%. When's the last time you shaved your shoulders? Uh, like a month and a bit ago. Oh, that's a long time I for know, growth. They're, they're, they're coming yeah, in. They're coming that's in. That's not good. It's anyway, not good. Thanks for asking me yeah. about that. So no, in my no dream, you're like very clean shaven. Oh, like even chest and everything, huh? Oh yeah. Well, now was he Abs like included? Was it was it like was the skin tone was it more matte or was he like shiny a little bit like the, had he had he oiled he was up? A bit, shiny a bit shiny and very uh, smooth. Okay, oh, like a wrestler. Um, no. Oh. No, the wrestlers they have such hard bodies. Right. Oh, thanks. More, more like okay. more, more right. More like more like a tomato. Not quite that squishy, but uh, okay. really nice. Okay. <laughs> it's still squishy. He said not that but, quite. Now I kind of regret calling you up, Melody. But, yeah. <laughs> me it was good it was good it was good now was he sitting or standing because i would be self-conscious if i had to sit topless oh yeah he was sitting he, he was, was sitting, and it was really? nice and flat oh, oh really excuse me you'll be happy to know melody i have been working out so i know i saw your post on insta and i maybe that's why i dreamt about it uh -huh. you were posting about working out dream mocha's got them gains <laughs> yeah real life mocha not so much yeah well melody it was a pleasure talking to you um i'm kind of no glad problem. i'm kind of glad that we called you to talk about your dream <laughs> smooth and like somewhat squishy like a tomato not like a tomato i didn't say not as squishy as a tomato All right now was i was there a chance that i might have been on the other side of the room with an easel and palette painting him Perhaps, yeah, perhaps, yeah. and the little mustache. Right, yes, yes. Like, like how you paint all your French girls? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like the work of art that he is. <laughs> Melody, we love you lots. Thank you very much for your text, and thank, thank you for listening you. to the Raza Mocha Show. Are you not going to ask me who my favorite is? Of course. Between Raza Mocha, who's your favorite? It's Ross all the way. Oh, really? Hold on huh? a second. What mm -hmm. the hell? Yo, yeah. you're dreaming about me, topless with abs. And Roz is still your favorite? That doesn't make any sense, Roz Melody. Roz is my favorite. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, love you lots, Melody. Have a great day. So much. They're the best. You. Love bye. you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Oh, my God. So when it comes to borders and COVID and everything else, yeah. everybody's, everybody's terrified. And we forever in Canada were like, keep those dirty Americans out of here. Yeah, still. And it's going to get to the point of where they're going to be like, keep those Canadians out of here. But not so wanting nice. not wanting people to come in is like is is a thing that a lot of people have. So so in China, um, remember we remember everybody's talking about butt swabs, right, to test for COVID. Oh yeah, because right? they were saying it was and, a more accurate. Yeah, yeah, accurate test. Right. So everybody's talking about butt swabs, and we're like, God, man, like, could you imagine like that kind of world of where that kind of thing was mandatory? Well, they no. are now. 
No. They are. In China? Yes, but, 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 only to no. foreigners who are coming into China. Tell me that that's not a deterrent. Yeah, absolutely. To travel. That's not, I, I bet you that's not even a real thing. China has made anal COVID-19 swabs mandatory, mandatory for all foreign travelers arriving in the country. The government has claimed that such tests provide a much higher degree of accuracy than the other screening methods for the virus. As part of the new travel requirement, there will be testing hubs in Beijing and Shanghai airports. Um, a respiratory disease doctor said that the anal swabs are better because the virus traces stay longer on fecal samples than they do in the nose and the throat. Now, this comes after Japan had asked China to stop with the bum swabs because their citizens, when they travel back and forth between Japan and China, uh, felt that it caused mental anguish. Imagine that. You get off a plane, you got to go in a room and they have to do the bum swab, yeah, right? That's every that's, single time. Okay, that is, I understand the, the idea of mental anguish. And then China turns around and says that uh, listen, these screenings, they're science-based, okay? So you don't want to come? Don't come. But if you do show up and you get off a flight, you're getting the bump swab. So tell me that that's not a deterrent to just keep yeah, people out of the country. absolutely not. They should do that at our borders. Right? For the Americans. <laughs> right? I know they have, like, more vaccines. They're getting more people vaccinated over there and everything. Yeah. Um, but I'm just we're not ready yet. That's a deterrent, though. That's yeah, not. Time. I know it's science based. Sure, you can look to the science and say, hey, listen, this is a far more accurate test. But you don't really like this is a way to keep people out. Oh, because absolutely. if you jump on a plane and you land there, you got to go to an, uh, an airport hub after you've just been on a plane for God knows how long. Because uh, unless yeah. you're flying from Japan, right, getting to China is a long flight. Yeah, days. <laughs> right. That's a long. That's a long from a lot of parts of the world. That's a long <laughs> It's a long flight. And uh, so that's that's it now, though. Mandatory. Uh, when you land in either Beijing or, or Shanghai, uh, you land in the airport and you have to go to a hub and you have to get the bump swab. Bleh. No, thanks. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Are people still interested mm. in the Friends reunion or no. what? Because there's been so much talk about this reunion. So much that I feel like. They kind of build your hopes up, get your hopes up, build it up, build it up, build it up. And then it's like, okay, well, it's not happening because of whatever. I guess the excuse is COVID. They haven't been able to, to film. We... Although other production companies and other people have been able to do things during the COVID world safely and efficiently. And David Schwimmer came out and said, uh, finally, now, he said it's happening. Actually, in a little over a month, I'm heading out to L.A. So finally, we figured out a way to film it safely, and there's going to be a portion of it that we filmed outside because of, you know, for safety protocols. And no. there's still no date for when the Friends reunion is going to happen. I'm not interested anymore, to be honest. I never was. Um, I, I have very little interest in sitting around listening to David Schwimmer and... Courtney Cox, although I, I, I like them all, and mm -hmm. I think they're great characters, but I have no interest in sitting around listening to them talk about Friends. As it's a huge fan of Friends, I was excited for this until they said it was going to be them discussing it and not an actual scripted reunion. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, no. Would I like a reunion if they if they came back and they did like a one-hour sort of Friends thing? Sure, of course I would watch that because mm -hmm. I like the characters, right? I don't – I have no uh, – like like – 
I'm fine with David Schwimmer. I like Ross. Yeah. Right. I like I like I like Phoebe. I like you know I like the characters. I don't like it's it's not I like think... Jerry Seinfeld where Seinfeld on the show is very similar to Seinfeld in exactly. real life, right? Like it's yeah. it's not or like Larry that. David. It's exactly like Larry David. It's I not like that. I think there needs that. to be a story beyond them just sitting around talking about the show. That's all right? it's going to be. No, I know, say, but there needs to be. Do you remember that scene where we filmed this? Do you remember that's what's going to be? Because mm-hmm. what HBO Max did with the Fresh Prince reunion was amazing, mm-hmm. right? And people loved it. Mm-hmm. And the big kind of like story, the big bombshell was that original Aunt Viv was going to be a part of it because, you know, the history mm-hmm. that Aunt Viv had with the franchise, specifically with Will Smith, mm-hmm. their beef, mm-hmm. right? That was like the big story. And then also knowing that they were going to talk about the late James Avery R.I.P. Uncle Phil. You had with Fresh Prince something that Friends does not have, which the the Fresh Prince reunion happened when everybody was doing these sort of incredible reunions. Mm -hmm. And over the last year since COVID hit, we have got to see some unbelievable cast reunions just on Zoom and for charities and for everything else. The live reads and stuff like that. Exactly. And um, and the, the, the thing that when dealing with a sitcom sort of reunion, the thing that Fresh Prince had that Friends doesn't have and what made it interesting is it happened at a time where everybody was still discussing the tragedy of George Floyd. Mm -hmm. And everybody, all of those conversations were very top of mind. And to go back and look at Fresh Prince, but look at Fresh Prince from the perspective of, yes, it was a great comedy and a huge launching pad for Will Smith, but to look at Fresh Prince to talk about what they did on a comedy show when it came to race, Mm -hmm. what they did on a comedy show when it came to class, what they did on the comedy show when it came to absentee fathers, with drugs, with guns. They managed to do all of that stuff on a goofy show called The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Friends ain't that interesting. Yeah. Right? Friends ain't that interesting. That if Aunt Viv didn't agree to come on, that it would have been still a big story. Yes, because there's there's still so much to talk about. Uh There were still so many moments that all these years later, you you didn't as 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 watching Fresh Prince when you were a kid and you're just watching it as a goof. But all these years later, you realize that they did try and work in a lot of sort of social aspects to mm-hmm. that show that were important that weren't actually being talked and about on comedies. If they did the Friends reunion right when they said they were going to do it way back then, it sure, would have been, been a much bigger deal. They yeah. just I think so, yeah. Over. I think just because of all the cancellations, I mean, I'll probably watch it, yeah. but like my interest level is like very low now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Right. But again, I'm but I'm but again with the, you brought up Fresh Prince, I'm interested in Will Smith. Mhm. Right, like yeah, I, I like the Fresh attachment. Prince. I like yeah. the Fresh Prince. I like the character, right? But I'm, in, I'm I'm interested in Will Smith. I'm not interested in David Schwimmer. I'm not really interested in Matt LeBlanc or Matthew Perry. Like I'm not interested in them. I like the characters, yeah. but to sit around and listen to them talk, I've it's lost on. How me. many how you doings? Is, yeah, uh, right. Is Joey gonna say how many you think? Are they gonna do a montage? I will say he is the most interesting though. Yeah, he you is think the they'll most do a montage? Oh, that'd be amazing if they did like a how you doing Go on montage. Go YouTube and watch a. Hey, how you doing? There's no, hold on. For God's sake. Is there one? Of Something. course there is. You don't think YouTube, you don't think somebody after all these years Friends. has done a how you doing montage? Matt LeBlanc, though, is he's nothing like his character, though. So it might be disappointing for people doing? who think that he is. No, but did you watch episodes? No. Watch episodes because Matt LeBlanc plays Matt LeBlanc in episodes. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. And it's incredible. Guys, breaking news. Yeah. Uh, I just found on YouTube a. How, how long? Four minutes and ten seconds. There you go. Of Joey saying, how you there, doing? There you go. All right, I got to go. I'm busy. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Damn it, Maury.
spent $110.40 on four margaritas. Excuse me? Yeah. Maury, come in here. Why would you waste your money? I didn't waste my money. I enjoyed the margaritas. So it was... You, what, this is from Uber? You ordered margaritas from Uber? Yeah, so that they show up at... How cool is that? Drinks show up at your house. Why don't you just make them at home? But why Why were you paying... Why is it that expensive for margaritas? Well, the, each one was like 15... Well, I mean, whatever that is divided by four. Right. <laughs> what? <laughs> your math don't add up. <laughs> well, it was like it was... I don't know. <laughs> 54? No. Okay, so it... You ordered them, what, can you order four margaritas all at once? No, no, I had to, I ordered two. Right. And then I loved them so much I ordered two more. Oh, my God. <laughs> because you can only order two drinks at a time? No, I thought that two would be enough. Oh. Can you order just alcohol on Uber? No, you have to order food with it. Oh. So what did you order for food? A fish taco. <laughs> Hold on, you ordered did you four eat the margaritas fish taco? and one fish taco? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, two fish tacos. Two fish tacos. <laughs> God. Okay. <laughs> So you ordered two margaritas and a fish taco, and then the two margaritas and a fish taco showed up. Yeah. You and Matthew drank the margaritas. Yes. Please Would- tell me you shared the fish taco. No, I ate the fish taco. Okay. Oh. And then you guys decided that you wanted more margaritas. And so you ordered two more margaritas and another fish taco. And the cool thing is on Uber, you just click reorder. Okay. So what did you do with the second fish taco? I ate it again. You ate it again. So this is of the, they recorded themselves. This is what, on the weekend? That's right. Um, if you're interested in Maury Matthew Margarita drunk. I just don't understand why you wouldn't buy the stuff to make margaritas unless have it at home, like make it yourself. Yeah, but where do you go when you all of a sudden decide that you need a margarita? I have never all of a sudden decided yeah, that I need neither. a margarita. Yeah. I've never been like, oh my God, right now I need a margarita where I'm willing to pay $110.40 no. For four margaritas. Margarita like on, to me is more of like a, a vacation drink. Now, on like I think the last time I had a margarita was when I was on vacation. Yeah, yeah. You can order enough. kits on Uber, but I wanted it. I wanted it done for me. So what does it come in when they deliver it to you? A plastic to-go cup with a That's straw it? on the top. Yeah. Is it still icy though, yes. or is it? Yes. Yes. Because the is. restaurant was a block away. Right. You guys could have walked to the restaurant. <laughs> yes. But you can. Oh you, my but god. Can you, take you guys a, are so lazy. Question for you: If yeah. you did walk to the restaurant, are you allowed to take away a margarita? Like, can you go and pick up a margarita and walk at home? That's a good question. See, you may not be able to do that. So, by the way, more it works out to twenty-seven dollars and fifty cents per margarita. Oh. Mocha, there's your answer: twenty-seven fifty. Twenty-seven dollars. What a for, waste! For four, and you tipped. For, you tipped on Uber. Yes. Yes. More the 15%. second time because I was drunk. Oh my god! <laughs> what a waste! What did you tip the first time? Fifteen percent. What did you tip the second time? Twenty-five percent. Twenty-five percent. So you tip forty percent. And here's why. Two fish tacos. I felt bad because it was it was the same guy. It was no. the same Yo, you know that guy. guy. Thinks you, that y'all are a bunch of losers, <laughs> huh? I know. You know. I'm, I'm, su- I'm surprised that he wasn't like tipping up the bottom of the cup as he as he, as he walked in. Get you a little bit more drunk. Get two. More, get two more margaritas, Eddie. Oh, no. Yeah. So what's this, then? This is just Matthew and Maury talking drunk. Margaritas in bed. Margaritas stop. in bed. I'm touching your hair. Oh, could you stop? No, but I think you have, like, hair like a prince in shining armoire. <laughs> what? What? I don't I picture you on a horse. I would never get on a horse. In a buggy. Oh, hell no. 
There's like the blonde guy with long hair. Oh, I'm not into blondes, really. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't. You should be into your okay, husband. That Wait, was, is this more? More is this, this like is, your 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 pickup like tactic? Not pickup, but yeah, like he gets. To, it sounds to me to like get him turned on. And yes, stuff? it sounds to me more, what Maury's move is is that he just gets really close into Matthew's face. Yeah, like. That's what I picture your your move being. Is that accurate? Pretty much. Yes. Yeah. Now like continue. <laughs> Stop it. And then Matthew just denies, denies, <laughs> denies. But yes, $110. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Mike Richards is the executive producer of Jeopardy and has been the guy that we've heard the most from when it came to giving updates on Alex Trebek before he passed away in November. Now, the show has a bunch of guest hosts in the next few weeks, and Mike has actually been the guest host that we've been watching the past few weeks. Uh, Mike Richards, welcome to the Raza Mocha Show. How are you, man? I am great. Thanks for having me. How are you guys doing? Good. When you stepped up uh, and you sort of did the, the show must go on, what were your feelings? Because you know this show in and out, and you know Alex better than probably most did. But what was it like for you to sort of walk out there for the first time before you took that first breath and said those first words? Yeah, I, I was actually, I felt pretty calm. I th- had controlled my nerves. I, I hadn't had a lot of time to wind up into it because I didn't know I was going to do it until a couple days before I was standing on the stage. So there wasn't a lot of time to really get too far in my head, which is probably a good thing. So I stayed pretty calm, and then uh, Johnny Gilbert, our legendary announcer, uh, announces my name as I'm walking out to do the first show. And you can't see it, but I walk through a a wall of bricks in that moment. I'm like, (laughs) did Johnny Gilbert just say my name? Because at that point, it was just like, it was really the show must go on, and it was, I got to do what I got to do to keep things going. I'm a producer, that's my job. But hearing him, that, that was that was the moment that it all hit me like a ton of bricks. Have you been following along on on social to see like the reaction to when you are the actual host to see what people are saying? I, I, a little bit. I mean, I get updates on the the media and press on both Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy. I get daily updates yeah. uh, via an email, so I've seen some stuff. I've also. You know, my, my friends and family have sent me things. As the exec producer, is the final say on who the ultimate new host is, is that your final say? And is your name now in the mix? No, there's a, a lot of stakeholders, as you can involve, imagine, with a show like Jeopardy. And, you know, we're, the show is owned by Sony, uh, so there's, there's a lot of people involved. We're distributed by uh, uh, CBS Viacom Ventures. Uh, ABC is big. Uh, for us so there's a lot of people so no uh is is the short answer and you know i'm excited because there's a lot of guest hosts coming and i i think people will enjoy them i think people will have reactions to them um and uh, and so we have a kind of a long way to go in that but is you but is your name in the in the mix to would you want to do this like would you would you want to sort of keep keep doing this because people want you to they really do well that's ridiculously flattering i listen it's I think it's the greatest quiz show in the world, uh, and I. So yes, I would. I I would be beyond honored to do it. That's you know, there's there's a lot of things to do between now and making that decision, and a lot of great people for our fans to see and weigh in on, and and we'll kind of take it from there. Mike Richards is on the Razamoga Show, Jeopardy executive producer, current fill-in host. Uh, let's go through some of the names of the celeb guest hosts. You have Katie Couric, you have Dr. Oz, Aaron Rodgers, Anderson Cooper, uh, Bill Whitaker from 60 Minutes. 
who are you excited to see take on the role of guest host? There was, I mean, I have to say, Aaron Rodgers is kind of the outlier as a, not a broadcaster in that group. Everyone else there is a massive media presence tied to the show in some way. Um, and, but, but Aaron is the biggest fan of Jeopardy maybe on the planet. Yeah. Um, and he is so smart and we have taped those episodes and I'm excited for you guys and everyone to see him do it because he's phenomenal. At it. Um, he's not phenomenal for being a football player. He's phenomenal. And, uh, and so that was the one I was most excited about seeing, um, concerned as the producer, you know, how is it going to be? But I thought I had an instinct that he would um, really elevate and and he did. He was amazing. Have you uh, had a chance or has anybody informed you of the thirst that you've unlocked? You know what happens to people when you're on television <laughs> and social starts going nuts. There is a thirst that you have unlocked, man. You listen, dehydration is real. Guys. Oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> you can't be telling us that, you know, you haven't spent a couple extra, like five, ten more minutes on your cardio or hit the gym, like a couple extra days more than you than you normally would, Mike. Well, this is interrupting my gym time, you know, Fair enough. Three, four, Fair enough. five hours a day. Um, I haven't eaten a carb in 14 years. So, yes, no, I, that was hilarious. And did I get heckled by my friends uh, on that? Yes. Okay, good. Um, what is the what is the plan? Because because I know this is still very much, especially with the with the the guest host coming in. Um, we're all still sort of getting over Alex, and you had made mention. You know, you referenced him the first day that you walked out there, but knowing Alex and and what he felt for that show. The show was always bigger than Alex in in his eyes. Um, is there a time frame where you guys will? sort of let Jeopardy continue where maybe the references to to, to Alex, like what's your timeline for moving on? And I don't mean to be crass with that, but I, I don't, uh, I don't know if it's good for the show to, to constantly always sort of bring it back to Alex because that it, it, it's, it's a sort of painful reminder. The process for me personally is that it is still very sad. We're, we're choosing to celebrate him. You know, he, he was so funny and so dry he would look at me and go, Mike, no one's going to say I went too soon. You know, <laughs> and he was, I mean, he was so real and so blunt that, uh, you know, I, I feel like, yes, it may be a little painful for people, but I think I'm, I, I'm taking his lead on this. Mm -hmm. He did not shy away from things. He did not shy away from coming out on the show and, and talking about the impact of COVID-19 and talking about making the world a better place. And I was always, a little like, oh boy, he's going right into this or talking about his cancer and what it was doing to him. Um, and so my, uh, again, I'm kind of following his lead. Yeah. We're going to pay homage to him. He, he, he always wanted the show to be bigger than him. And he worked very hard to make that a reality. But the truth was he was larger than life. And I think he is synonymous with the show. And I don't want to, I don't want to move on from him. Um, I think he's a part of the show forever, and we're better for it. Uh, Mike Richards, uh, executive producer of Jeopardy, guest host as well. Thank you. Uh, you had mentioned you have, like, such a busy week coming up, and we appreciate that you made time for us on the Roz and Mocha Show. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, you guys. You got it. Thanks, brother. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. 
Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hi, Nicole. How are you? It's Roz and Mocha. Hi, I'm good. How are you? Good. Welcome. Um, What's going on with you? I am returning to work from that leave and becoming a manager, and I'm terrified. <laughs> so you wrote us this, Roz and Mocha Fix My Life. Uh, you've been on mat leave since uh, December 2019, and you have been promoted to a manager position. You said that you're so scared and nervous to go back because you've never managed before, and you're now going to be responsible for supporting multiple employees daily, completing reviews and conflict resolution and all that stuff. How do you prepare for this to make sure you're a good manager? Right. A couple of things. If you want people to work hard for you, Okay, Mm -hmm. you have to be somebody who's worth working hard for. And that comes with trust and it comes with respect. But there's a lot of sort of little things in there. I would say that one of the main things is that people want to feel ownership over what they do. They want to feel that they're doing their job, not a part of your job. Okay. Okay. And that's huge because people want to feel like they have their their own thing as opposed to doing something that is your job. They're not there to help you. And even if you've done their job before, there is nothing that destroys a relationship faster between a manager and employee when the manager reminds the employee that they've, they, they know how to do their job. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Um, okay. The only way should they should know that you have done their job and are good at the job that they do is when you jump in because it's necessary. The only way that they should see your skills in doing what they do for a living is when you jump in on their level and assist them. You don't take over, you assist them. And I think all those little things will turn you into somebody that people want to work hard for. Um, okay. Because people don't work for, I've never thought that I work for a company. Never. I've never had it in my head that I work for a company. I've only ever had it in my head that I work for people. And, okay. uh, and, and I've worked for some people that made it really, really difficult to want to work hard for them. Mm-hmm. And it weighs yeah. on you. It weighs on you as an employee. It messes with yeah. the dynamic in the office. It builds resentment. Uh, it screws up your, your, your mental health. But I, I, I think that you need to listen and you need to be fair. Okay. Nicole, do you know the people that you are working with now? Like the, or I guess the people who are going to be working for you? Um, maybe some of them. But yeah. others, no. And the manager that, that you had prior to stepping into this role, were they like a, a good manager in your, your eyes? Um, no, that's, oh. that's part of my struggle is I have previously had not great managers. So I'm trying to avoid that. I want to be better. Self-awareness is also really huge. When, yeah. when you're the boss and you kind of sit in that yeah. office and then you come out and you have a meeting company, you know, every, every couple of days or whatever it is. I, I've worked with some people who their biggest downfall was that they just completely lacked self-awareness. They completely missed how people perceive them. They completely missed their space that they occupy in the dynamic of an office. And you run the risk of that becoming a manager because you do detach yourself a little bit from the people that you work for. But when you totally lose it, they lose respect. Right. Okay. But then also, how do I help build my relationships working remotely from them as well? Be there for them. Yeah. Be there for okay. them. Um, be, be 100%. This right now, especially working remotely, is the perfect time for one-on-one time with everyone. Mm-hmm. Not everything has to be done in a group. 
Um, although it's easier to just send out the Zoom link, not everything has to be done in a group. But when you start doing one-on-one time and it becomes consistent, let everybody know that this is going to happen, that you're going to be with meeting with people, you know, one-on-one. And be and just and honestly, all you have to do is listen. You don't have to dictate anything just to get a sense of how the people who are working for you feel about working for you and working for the company and on the tasks that they do. And people want growth and they want to know that they're supported. And as long as you can sort of provide that atmosphere for people in a one-on-one situation and do it in a fair way, I think you're a good manager. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Why not set up those one-on-ones like for next week or something or later this week? Yeah, I think I will. Like as soon as I I can, I think I'm going to definitely try to have those one-on-ones for sure. Yeah, that'll help. And when, when you're talking to people, uh, the, the general sense, especially when somebody's talking to a manager, is you want to sort of go through with the grievances. You want to go through and, and say, you know, what's not going well, especially a lot of employees will sort of take that angle. What's it worth meeting with you unless I can't tell you what all my problems are? You know, that's the way a lot of meetings go. I would always start with leading them to discussing the things that are going well. And getting them, okay. getting them to do more of that and less of what they don't like or less of what bothers them. Don't turn these into sort of like, you know, bitch fests, right? Yeah. Where, where, yeah. where everybody just sits and, and complains about everything. You don't want to build that relationship. You want people okay. to, you, you want to know, you want to know what, what's going well for them and what, okay. they, and what they enjoy, what they think they're good at. All right. And you know what, Nicole, like you wouldn't have been offered this position or been given this opportunity if you weren't already good at what you do. Or if they 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 didn't believe in you and that you could lead a team. Yes, I. That's another aspect that I'm trying to um, accept and kind of embrace a little bit more too. Yeah. Now nah, you'll you'll be great. You'll kill it. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Nicole. Okay. Thank you. Bras and mochas fix my life on Kiss. You know me. Mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all Apple all day, every day. Yeah. I'm a sucker for everything they release. Yep. So the rumors are now going around about the iPhone 13, which is supposed to drop or at least be officially announced in September. And, okay, Android users, we all know you're better. Don't at me. Wow. Um, Because you've had this feature already. Some of the devices already exist. So I'm just talking to all my Apple fans out there. Mm -hmm. But the rumor is that the iPhone 13 is going to have a terabyte of storage on there. Okay. You happy about that? I guess. I mean, what are you going to use all that space for? That's the thing. Like, I'll, I'll be honest. I'll probably buy it, but I don't need I don't that know. much storage. I don't know how much space I even have on my phone. How do you find you don't? that out? No. Oh my god. Okay. Settings. Settings. You know how to get to settings? No. What is that? The gear? Yes. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Okay. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> and then what? Okay. And then go to general. Okay. The gear again. Yeah. Yep. And then the, the very top there, about. A boot? Yep. All right. And then you can see how much storage you have. Uh, 512 gig. What are you using? I have available to me 386 gig. Oh, wow. All yeah. right, so you're good. I can't think of, how am I going to use a terabyte on a phone? 
Well, what they're saying is... Um, I guess maybe if you're shooting video in, like, 4K and stuff well, like that's that. that's the thing. It says here, uh, this article that I'm reading, it, videographers who work with high-res videos yeah. uh, will be happy to see this option. Right. Shooting in 4K, like, if you, I understand that you can shoot in 4K. When they give you a phone that you can shoot in 4K or a camera or whatever it is, right? Yeah. But if whatever you're, you're, you're importing that into, like, if you have to edit that, it's like shooting in 4K is like owning an elephant. It's like every single time you have to move a file, <laughs> it oh, takes know. it takes every every bit of strength that like your computer has to move that file around. It's yeah. like trying to move an elephant back and forth when you're dealing with video that large. Like I've never shot anything in 4K. On your phone. Never, never. Not on my phone, not on my cameras, not on nothing. I've never shot a single thing in 4K. Um, another new feature, rumored at least, Nobody but they don't say they don't say exactly what it is. It just says astrophotography features, which mean? I'm very interested. Like in. shoot the moon. That's the thing. Like, are you telling me that this new iPhone 13 potentially could take a clear enough photo of the moon? You could adjust your light settings. And your zoom, let's say. God, how many times do I have to do that thing with my thumbs where I make the screen bigger yeah. to zoom in? Yeah. Right? Right. Or to adjust the light, the light sensitivity. Yeah, but you need to get right? close. You need to get like it. That thing has to have like a real like, good it, zoom on it. Is this is this new feature going to allow me to take like clear photos of, of, of the sky, of like stars that I, I see at night? Listen, man, I I don't know. I don't. Yeah. It, it, nothing surprises me. Like nothing surprises me. It's crazy. Right. Like everything just moves so fast. The tech just moves so fast. Yeah. That I, I don't even I still use my phone right now. And I don't know what one I have. How it's do I find that out? I don't know. Oh, my God. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to walk you through how to find out what version I don't of the know. iPhone. Like, I don't know what version of iPhone I have, but I still the use four. it. I still use it pretty much the same way that I did when I had my first iPhone. Calculator and a flashlight? Calculator and a flashlight. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. 15-year-old Casey Bishop was on American Idol last week and just stunned, stunned everyone when she performed Livewire from Montley Crew. break his face or take down his legs, give him my ways I will. Go for the throat and never let loose. Going in for the kill. Take my fist and break down walls. I'm on top tonight. Oh no, you better turn me loose. You better set me free, cause I'm a high young and running free. Little bit better than I used to be. Yo, wow. she's 15 Bro, years old. 15. And she got a better voice than some grown adults. Yeah, and the judges, especially Luke Bryan, was like, this is the one. I think she's the damn winner of American Oof. Idol. Period. It's evident what my opinion is. <laughs> yes. Wow, he's calling it already. You, like, what do you do with that information after an audition? 15-year-old Casey Bishop from American Idol joins us right now on the Razamoga Show. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Got to talk to the to the to the contestant who Luke Bryan said is the damn winner. How does that make you feel? It was, it's crazy. It's still still blowing my mind. <laughs> so, what do you do with that information? Because you crushed your audition. But what do you when you walk out of that room and you're like, I felt great about myself i thought i was you know everything went well for me you know with, with with singing and i think it came off like somebody that could represent you know the idol brand but what do you do with that info when you walk out of that room after luke bryan just said that you're the damn winner um i i 
don't know. I mean, just don't let it don't let it get to my head and how? Stay humble. How? <laughs> how? I don't know, man. It was it was crazy. I I, I couldn't remember the audition or anything that they said really? until I watched it. Yeah. <laughs> so you're only 15 years old, Casey, and you stepped on that stage acting as if you had done this your entire life. Did the nerves get to you at all for that performance? hundred percent. I don't know how I seemed so calm, but I, my brain was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you, like, practice in front of anyone prior to hitting the hitting the idle stage or were you just like constantly practicing just on your own um just on my own and then my my family pretty much it yeah <laughs> uh, now those songs when you did the the sort of stripped down version of motley crew like who in your life is the motley crew fan and how did you wind up doing that <laughs> um my parents okay and i i love motley crew and i did hear this version of live wire and it got really stuck in my head and it was like it, it was it, i loved it and so i i sang it when they <laughs> when they when they tweeted at you that they loved it how much did your parents freak out or on instagram they were going nuts, they were going I nuts, was going nuts. <laughs> did they tell you to pin that comment at the top <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh so where so you're so where are you in the process right now like when do you go off to hollywood um hollywood is pre-filmed okay so you already did hollywood yes Oh, can you tell us what song you sang? I sadly cannot speak on anything about Hollywood Week until it airs. Okay. (laughs) Did you perform your entire time during Hollywood Week? Did you at any point perform with somebody else that we may know? No. No. Okay. Uh, When you have to, you're in school, correct? Yeah. Okay. So what grade are you in right now? I'm in 10th grade. You're in 10th grade. So when you go to Idol and then they, they tell you that you're the, the damn winner and then you go off and do Hollywood Week, what is that like for you walking back into high school at 10th grade? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm doing Lee Home Connect. Okay. But, um, okay. Yeah, but, like, it's still crazy. They, they've, got my, they've got my ticket, that, my golden ticket picture. In the school, like it, it, in, in the school, I sure. love it. Yeah, no pressure, Casey. No pressure at all. Do, do, right? you, do your teachers treat you differently now? Uh, yeah, some of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. you don't have to tell us who. You, you don't. Okay, you you don't you don't have to tell us who. You don't have to tell us who. Okay, but uh, you're 15, and we know that secrets are incredibly hard to keep. Have you told? At one person in your life who you know they're a vault and it will never get out. But sometimes you just have to tell somebody what went down. Have you told anybody the details of what went down in Hollywood Week? Yes. Okay. Who are they, by the way, and what's their at? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Casey Bishop, we cannot wait to see what uh, Hollywood Week has for you and for what the rest of Idol has for you. Absolute talent. Thank you so much. Thank you. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, So Respect Taylor Swift is still trending. This um, was after fans of Taylor's wrapped up watching Ginny and Georgia on Netflix. And in the final episode of that show, 
during a conversation about whether one of the characters is still dating somebody. This line happened. So what, you and Hunter? I'm guessing that's over. What do you care? You go through men faster than Taylor Swift. Ooh. Right? So, yeah. Uh, so Taylor, after fans, like, just went in on this. Uh-huh. Um, Did Taylor watch it? Well, I don't know if she watched it, but she said this. Uh, hey, Ginny in Georgia, 2010 called, and it wants its lazy, deeply sexist joke back. How about we stop degrading hardworking women uh, by defining this horse crap as funny? Also, Netflix, after Miss America, this after after Miss Americana, this outfit doesn't look cute on you. Mm. Happy uh, Women's History Month, I guess, is what she wrote. Mm. It's difficult because... I don't know. What's Miss American again? Uh, her oh. documentary. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> on yeah, Netflix. Yeah. yeah. Right. So she's like, well, hold on a second here. You guys, I went through, thing. I went through all of this yeah. <laughs> on Netflix and now you allow this, but I, I, I fully understand Taylor Swift. I get it. And you can feel that way and define it that way. And you are not wrong. Yeah. Um, but I just wonder the question that I have is, is there a difference if this was somebody who was a real-life person using a platform to make this same joke not on a fictionalized show. That's my, that's my only question. Only because this is, this is where I just start thinking of where do we go with this. And again, I'm not saying don't respect Taylor. I'm not saying Taylor Swift doesn't have mm. a right to say everything that she said. Absolutely a thousand percent, right? A hundred percent, like everything. But if... This is a fictional character. Some fictional characters are not good people. Mm -hmm. Some fictional characters say things that nobody would agree with. Some fictional characters are homicidal maniacs and racists and all of this stuff, right? And they say things in television shows and in movies. Because they're in character. Be because it's a character. It's the way that the character is written. Yeah. Now, I understand, you know, you can say that this is a lazy joke and it's not even funny in the context of a character and all that stuff. Fully agree. But people are now demanding either the episode be pulled or Netflix issues an apology or the two women who wrote the episode should apologize to Taylor. I don't know what to do with that because if that's the case... I don't think Netflix... Because if that's the case, there's a lot of things said in movies that are fictional yeah. characters saying things. And I don't know if you can put that kind of responsibility where you then have to write everybody to play by certain rules. We, like, I think that Netflix you just lose a then, lot. Because if Netflix comes out and apologizes to Taylor Swift, right? Right. Then do they have to go through and vet every single thing that they have on their platform and look for content that may be offensive to anyone else that they that a character well, that, that, may that, that, mention. That, this is what I'm saying. Right, you're, you can you're, call it out, right? You can call it out, but you can't say don't do it. Yeah, right. Call it out all you want. Worse but you, has been but you, done on Family Guy, and nobody ever pulls any episode on Family Guy. But Worse I think I, uh, no, no. But I think that this is because it's Netflix, though, because yeah. this is where but her they've made this fun is, of Taylor Swift on Family Guy. But I'm saying this is where Taylor Swift's documentary is, where she went through all of this. She's a partner of Netflix, is why is, is why this is this is such a big deal. Yeah. So I don't I don't know what to do with that. I don't know when you're dealing with a fictionalized character what the anything, whether they have to sort of play by play by rules of not saying certain Netflix things. Does. I don't think Netflix does. Yeah, I don't know. I think if if Taylor is going to eventually get an apology from anyone. 
it would have to be the writers of that TV exactly. show. Yeah. Yeah. Not Netflix. But should you, though? Should you have to apologize for that? Like, if you write awful people or if you write a bad joke for a character to say yeah. because that character says things that are awful, do well, you have to apologize for that? that and I don't be, know where that ends. So that should be what these writers of the show, of that episode, of that yeah. line, yeah. should be saying to Taylor Swift. Should they have cleared it with, like, should they have cleared it with their people going, No, because like, you can't no, start you can't that. You can't do, you that, can't do no. that either, though. Like, you can't start because clearing Because then what? You, now you, you got to clear jokes that you make about every... Yeah, and I'm Everyone not saying it's a good person? joke. Like, no, I'm on Taylor's side, right? Like, I'm not saying it's a good joke. I understand. She is 100% accurate in her assessment of what that was. 100%. But then where's the line? But I just don't know what to do with it when and it's a fictional character. What do you do moving forward? Yeah, if it's somebody on CNN and they say this, right, or somebody on a reality show, whatever it is, that's you. That's your Absolutely. responsibility. Yes. You know, you are representing your own self. Um, and to say after the fact, oh, I was just joking, that doesn't hold water anymore. Yeah. But we're talking about a fictionalized character, and I don't know where that ends. But if then you're going to just go, if we go, all of jokes to fictional down. characters to have them say what you believe. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't know what to do with it. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. You see this guy, that uh, this billionaire? So, Japanese billionaire, multi-billionaire is what the article says. Sorry. Uh, Yasuka Mizawa. Mm -hmm. Back in 2018, he bought the rights to SpaceX's first passenger trip to the moon. The amount he paid is estimated to be somewhere in the $250 million range. No. Just a flight to the moon? Yeah. So the flight is now scheduled for 2023, and now he's looking for eight people to join him. Oh, I'll go. Okay. Well, hold on now. Hold on now. Okay. Wait, how much do I have to pay? Well, I, don't, I don't have that kind of money. He's going to pay for everything. Oh, yeah? yeah? I'll go. Hell no. Why not? What am I expected to do on that rocket if this man is paying for my trip to the moon? Hmm. Well, well, you know what I mean? Like, like what, what, are, what are my duties on that rocket if he's paying for the whole thing? So he said, quote, like it'll, take, it'll take three days to get to the moon. Yeah. Loop time. around it, and then three days to get back. I will pay for the entire journey. I hope that together we can make it a fun trip. He says that um, he's looking for two main things from the people he chooses. Mm -hmm. People who want to, quote, push the envelope. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> make a better society and people who are willing to support others. Two out of the th three ain't bad, right? No, two it's out not of first the first one, though. Two out of the three ain't bad. The second and third one. Two out of the three in bed. I'm not getting on a rocket with somebody who spent $250 million for my seat where they say that they're going to cover all costs and that he's just looking for people who are willing to push the envelope. But what about the saying what <laughs> happens in space stays in space? Exactly. That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> push the envelope. <laughs> I, guess it's push the, to... I guess it's push the envelope to what humans can do or what we're capable of and all of this stuff. No. But I could just like, I don't like accepting free stuff from anybody, right? From no one. <sighs> No one. Because it's an expectation. I, just all, I always feel like I'm going to owe you something. Mm. I could never go through with this because I would just feel so indebted that I would be so uncomfortable on that flight because I would feel that I would then be asked to somehow return the gesture or I would I would forever be indebted yeah. or I would like, always hey, remember have that time I paid for your flight to space. Yeah. Or, or like what if the guy's like a huge jerk and then you get back to Earth and you can only really say nice things about him. Yeah. Like I don't want to be in that situation either. 
Like, even if they came to me and said that we got a seat for you, first of all, I would never get on yeah, a but rocket. Well, if you push the envelope, then you're I'm, in his I'm, good books. I'm not pushing anyone's no, envelope. No, but here's the thing, though. Okay, especially that in zero me, Gs. Yeah, that to me sounds like this guy wants to experiment. <laughs> like, I think of the movie Saw, right? Okay, okay hold on. I, I, I may have overblown this a little bit. Like, I'm not saying the man wants to murder you in space. Like, torture. No, 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 no. I no, was no, thinking no, no, more no, friendly. no, no, no. no. Pushing yeah. of the envelope. Yes. What is a friendly pushing of the envelope, Maury? You know, okay, well, we're up there for three days. Okay. Massage my neck. Okay, right. That's my yeah. nightmare. Yeah, right? it starts That's... with the no gravity yeah. massage of the neck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right? And, and, maybe, and maybe I shouldn't even be worried about this guy or what I would owe him. I would be worried about who the other eight, seven people are that are on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but right? assuming what, he's going to what... only pick, you know, people who all get along or look the same. <laughs> Why does that matter? Like, yeah. like it's gonna have Explain to yourself, why, weirdo. Why does that matter? <laughs> like I'm assuming they all have to fit his likes and needs. Like you want to be up there with Maury clones? <laughs> no, like other good all, all tickling each other's necks. Hold on, what do you think as a way of he, payback? When he says I assume the envelope, that you're what are you apply, thinking? Are you are thinking you like pro- sex stuff? Yes. Oh. Oh, because I wasn't well, thinking that at all. I think Ross was. No, I wasn't. Maury, come on now. Don't drag me into I was. See? <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So you see the story of this woman that broke into somebody's house and then she got busted because Cheeto dust? What? Okay. No, so, I didn't. <laughs> so there is a woman who's in a house with two kids. Yeah. And then they call 911 because somebody had cut through their screen and was making their way into the house, right? And then they fled. And then when the cops got there, outside of where the window was, they found a empty bottle of water and an empty bag of Cheetos. Okay. Okay? And then when they caught up to somebody who they thought it might have been, they looked at her and she had Cheeto dust in her teeth. Oh, my God. Okay, so here, listen to the cop. They're able to positively identify that person as a suspect and also were able to place her at the scene with Cheeto residue all on her teeth and face. That Cheeto's bag and water bottle were not theirs, and they think she probably dropped it trying to get out of the window. I think we still would have got her without the Cheetos, but the Cheetos is what nailed the deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Listen, I mean, yeah you, dumbass you, burglar. You can't be you can't be up to no, up to no good when you're eating Cheetos. Yeah, you do leave a trail. Also, you leave I mean, a trail. First of all, you shouldn't be burglarizing. Also, don't eat home. Cheetos. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, don't what? be burglarizing. But um, don't be snacking right before you burglarize. Well, listen, desperate times, right? You know, are Cheetos okay? Wait, hold on a second here because I might actually like Cheetos. Okay, are Cheetos the like? Sort of gnarly looking, crunchier ones. Yes. Okay, those are Cheetos. Correct. The what other are you ones are Cheezies. Or Cheezies. Cheezies and Cheetos are different. Cheezies yes. are the ones that look like little tiny little, little fingers, little orange fingers, fingers yeah. right? Okay. Or toes, depending. Um, Gross. What? No? Am I wrong? Am I, am I wrong? What am I wrong about, Shem? Hold on. Because I, I think that I like Cheetos. Okay, so the ones with the, the fingers yeah. are Cheetos. Bigger and ch- and the crunchy ones are a version of Cheetos, but they're just called crunchy. Okay, but what are cheesies then? Oh, I don't oh aren't cheesies uh, crackers? No, no. You're thinking of cheesies. No, cheesies are the the Man. round edge. Okay, hold on. but Cheetos thicker. Are all, right, but Cheetos thick, are also that thicker. Hold on now. Oh yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Cheesies and Cheetos are the same thing. Sorry, not the exact same brand, but they. 
competing brands. Okay. But they're the same. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So what are the ones I'm thinking of then? What ones do I like? The crunchy ones? Cheese. They're, they're, like skinnier. They're, they're skinnier. Here, okay. look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Hold on here. Google image Jesus to the rescue. Christ. I have no idea what I'm doing here. Uh, okay, so you know cheesy. Okay, cheesies are the the roundier, sort of thicker ones, yeah. right? Those are cheesies. Yeah. Okay, now show me Cheetos. And then Cheetos. Cheetos are like these ones here. Hold on. Am I like this? Is like a Mandela effect here? Like the thing that I enjoy does not exist. Hold on here. Why does everything look the same? Okay. Okay. No, that's Cheetos cheese puffs. That's just like cheesies. But what are the things that I'm thinking of? I don't know. I'm not in your brain. They're gnarly ones. They they have like bumps on them. They're not smooth. Cheese yes. Sticks. They're they're long. They it's look like a cheese stick. What? No, not cheese sticks. No. It's, I'm telling it's the you. Ones. Hold on. Okay. It looks like a it looks like a uh, an orange bone. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Like in the end of it, sometimes looks like a knuckle. Like they're just like they bumps on them and everything else. What are those things called? Not cheesies. Obviously not Cheetos. I thought they were Cheetos the whole time. What are they called? No, I think those are Cheetos. I think they have, or no, are those cheesies? Man, what are they I don't called? Need enough of this stuff. We got five people in the room. No, I'm not thinking of cheese sticks. These ones? Yeah, Cheetos what's crunchy. that? Those are Cheetos, Cheetos crunchy. crunchy. That's what I said. No, no, no. no, but, no but Hold I, on. You're no. not thinking of Cheetos crunchy. Yes, I am. That's exactly. Look at no, the picture. Now look up cheese sticks. Oh, my God. What is a cheese stick? If you're trolling me right now, Maury, and this is going to be some vile thing that you discovered no, years ago. I'll pause for your apology. I just wrote cheese vile. <laughs> um, <laughs> cheese. No, when I type in cheese sticks, X-X. I get like. I get mozzarella sticks. Oh, yeah, I get mozzarella sticks. Yeah, I get mozzarella sticks. Bro, you have to be specific. I can't believe you're spending all this time talking about this. Cheese sticks. I just I just did cheese sticks, and it's mozzarella sticks. Yeah, exactly. Like deep fried deep fried mozzarella and panko. I just did cheese sticks. Look. Yo, these look delicious, though, huh? Put in crunchy. Write the word crunchy. Crunchy? You never said crunchy. No, also, to too much time on this. Okay. Oh okay, now they're just deep fried. Now it's, now it's deep fried cheese okay, with panko. Okay. Correct answer. Okay. Okay, now go to, okay. Jesus. Now Google crunchy okay. cheese sticks. That is not what I, no, that's not what I'm thinking of. No, that's not it. Thanks for the That's not it. Also, I don't know, I've never heard of a chip company called Hers with two R's, Maury. They are gluten free, though. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hello, Roz and Mocha. Who's this? Oh, hi, this is Rowan. You're killing me with this Cheetos conversation. Why? You love Cheetos? <laughs> no. I, oh. I got to set it straight. Okay. Oh. Okay. Did we not? I thought we did. Go ahead, though. <laughs> okay. So Cheetos has two different types of Cheetos. Okay. Cheetos Puffs is like the one that looks like a smooth finger. It's kind of puffy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you got like Cheetos Crunchy. That's like the little wiggly, crunchy worm that looks like a knuckle at the end, like you said. Yes. So you just talk. You're just talk, you like the crunchy Cheetos. Thank Some you. People like puffy Cheetos. That's it. Thank you. Now that I'm going down deep into the world of crunchy Cheetos, uh, there's a lot of people who have posted pictures of Cheetos that look like other things. Uh, so there's a lot of Cheetos that look like a boot. There's a <laughs> there's a lot of Cheetos that look like a dragon, and then the rest of them all look like tiny little orange penises. <laughs> 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 there's a lot there's a lot of people who have saved well, cheetos uh, that look like tiny little orange penises don't need you to share your screen with me right now <laughs> thank you very much sir yo rowan you're the man thanks so much bro hey thanks a lot See all, you, right, dude. Later. all right Mocha, what do you want to say all right so cheetos is the brand that's why it's confusing roz likes the crunchy cheetos 
And then the other ones are cheesy, which are the puffy ones. Right. I don't like the puffy ones. Yeah, so you like the crunchy Cheetos. And yes. they're like flaming hot crunchy Cheetos. But Cheetos is the brand. Oh, gotcha. So it's not the actual thing. No, it's not the actual thing. It's a brand like Ruffles or Lay's. Gotcha. Uh, and I think that I think that the the crunchy ones are the far superior cheese snack to cheesies. To me, oh, che- to me, so, to me yeah. cheesies aren't satisfying at all. No. Crunchy no. are are so much so really much better. Those. Like I've had them before. No, I've had all have... the different variations, and the crunchy one, uh, if I were to choose, is my favorite. No, yeah. if you have the soft one, you could suck the cheese off. No, it. that's disgusting. Ew. That's that's no 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 no. Well, I don't want to watch that pop out of... No, 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 no. No, but no, just, no, no. Oh, you're missing my No, because points. then it gets soggy, and then you got to no, eat something No, but if you just rest it in your mouth for a while and let the it. cheese come off. No, 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 no. Because then no. you get... No, no, because then what do you no. do with the soggy part? You're either going to eat it wet, right? Like eat a soggy cheesy, yeah, which gross. nobody wants that. Or no. spit it out. No, 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 no. You're disgusting. No, Mari. No, Roxy used to eat cheesies like a corn on the cob. Where she would bite all oh, the really? all, all the cheese stuff off it and swirl it around and then eat the skinny little part with no cheese on it in the middle really? that was left over. Yeah, it was. Ah, do you mix gross. it in a bowl sometimes if I guests don't, come over no, with other I, things like for, M&Ms? No, I have. First of all, I That's don't have. I, I don't have people over to the house, and <laughs> and if I do, they don't get snacks. <laughs> <laughs> so hospitable. Yeah. What's your name on the phone? Uh, my name is Gloria. Thank you so much, Laura. You have a great day. You okay? Say one other thing. Yeah. yeah. Roger, you're my favorite. I love you so much. Mm. Well, I didn't ask, so. Sorry. <laughs> doesn't count. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, the rules are you just can't shout out the answer. You have to be asked. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Great. It's okay. I do love you, Roz. I'm sorry. I love you, too. All right, bye. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. WandaVision and Agatha all along. So as soon as that song drops, spoiler alert, by the way. Whatever. It's the hottest <laughs> show out. If you haven't watched it, your fault. All right. Yeah. We're going to talk about it. So they released the clip of um, Agatha All Along, which was the sort of faux intro to the show within the show within the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was awesome. It was a great twist. It- So the whole thing is, uh, it's, I guess it's like a minute long. And um, fans had been begging for it to be released as an actual single. <laughs> oh, dope. And I guess they did. And yesterday it landed at number 36 on the digital charts on Billboard. Sick. <laughs> it's, it's been Agatha all along. Right? <laughs> she made it happen. So the finale's on Friday. Yeah. Tomorrow. Midnight tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. I can't wait. I may. I know I say this, like, every single week yeah. that I'm going to get in here nice and early to watch it before the show starts. Right. So tomorrow may be the day. And we don't know if – I don't think there's going to even be a second season. I don't – I haven't heard any announcements of that. I think this is a one and done. Yeah. I think this is I'm part okay of their – I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay with uh, yeah. it uh, because next we get Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. And then right after that we get Loki. 
Right, because all on Disney Plus. Because if you keep doing, if you like, if you keep going through seasons of this, then you you it's inevitable that you're going to wind up ruining your own timeline. Yeah, with the way that all these individual shows are supposed to interact with the theatrical films. Mm-hmm. Like you can't run Wandavision for four seasons Unless... because of the time it takes to film them. You can't jump that. You can't go back and forth. Unless and have the, things match. One of the big rumors for WandaVision over the past, I guess, seven weeks now yeah. is Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Right. Will Doctor Strange be introduced into this to incorporate some sort of multiverse to tie in some of the other shows? Who knows? Or right. some of the other timelines? Who knows? Right. So I don't that know if that's going to happen. Uh, but then you get, then you kind of work yourself into like an even bigger, bigger universe. If you decide to continue with the series, right? Yeah, and then you wind up getting into, and I don't want to get like super nerdy and stuff like this, but you, you wind up crossing into almost DC territory where in the DC world you have like two different Joker franchises, yeah. two different Batman franchises, and you have it's kind of messy, right? Yeah. Like you don't want to get too, too deep into that world. But anyway, uh, finale is tomorrow, Woo! and Agatha all along is an actual chart topper now. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite remix that was done by a producer in Chicago. He just put a high beat behind it. I wonder if this had anything to do with it. With sure, that's something to do with it. Getting getting popular or as popular. But the song's now officially on Billboard. Oh, so good. So let me read you this real quick. Yeah. Uh, this is from uh, Matt Shackman. Who is that, Maury? The director of uh, WandaVision. They they asked him about season two. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said, "Is uh, season two is something you'd be excited about? Would you participate? And he goes, I love working at Marvel. It's the best place in the world. They're so great with filmmakers, and I've had such a great journey with the show. We have no plans for WandaVision season two at all. That could change, of course. It all depends on what's the story. Uh, we were very focused on telling this story over nine episodes and hopefully coming to a conclusion that feels satisfying and uh, also surprising. So, yeah, so I don't think a season two is happening. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. This guy in Connecticut discovered that a small porcelain bowl that he bought at a yard sale. I don't know exactly when he bought this, but he bought it for 35 bucks. Uh, it turns out Ooh, to that's be an expensive yard sale purchase. Yeah. Um, I guess it looks beautiful. Um, It turns out that this is now a 15th century Chinese artifact worth up to $500,000. Yeah. You got to give that back. Obviously. Well, give it back to the people? Yeah. What if they're not around anymore? What if you bought it, like, in a different state? Yeah. Yeah, I don't... I I find it dishonest. Okay, so maybe let let me change that. I find it slightly dishonest when somebody finds something either at a yard sale or whatever it is Mm -hmm. uh, where they know it's true value and then they scoop it up for five bucks and then they turn around. That's trickery. He didn't know. If he didn't know, then I say that if he decides to sell it or whatever and get that half a mil... He gets to keep it. This True. happens at yard sales often with paintings, where it ends up being a famous painting, and they. I, make I don't know how often that actually yeah. happens. I can't remember the last though. time I heard that. 
I remember one time my buddy Carlo went to a yard sale. He was just driving by. Yeah. And he saw um, somebody was selling like a stereo set. And it was like 80 bucks. Right. Right. But it was a massive set. And like with big speakers and everything. Yeah, but who wants that? And no, he bought it, but <laughs> oh. it was like pretty much brand new. Yeah. And he bought it off like, I don't know, some old couple or something. Yeah. And it was amazing. And ever since he told me about that, on the weekends, I would drive around looking for yard sales to see if I could score like any cool stereo equipment or just something cool that yeah. would be of value. Like, I do to this me. for the painting thing. There was a painting that was, there, there was a whole documentary on somebody who went to a yard sale. Bought a painting. It was a Jackson Pollock, and they sold it for $15 million. Yeah, I know, but it doesn't happen all the time, though. Because people aren't looking hard enough. Well, no. No, because what you have, there's to, there's so many people now. Like, the world of Etsy and the world of online and people opening up their own boutiques, people are now so in tune with what is of value yeah. that it's becoming very difficult to find anything at a yard sale that is like that sort of hidden treasure. Like mm-hmm. it used to be very like Antiques Roadshow. Remember that show? Antiques Roadshow? It's still yeah. on. Is it still on? Yes. Where people would show up and these yes. two British guys and they'd be like, well, my dad got this at like a yard sale in wherever, wherever when he was 22 and he thought that it was worth something and then he just, you know, gave it to me after he died. What's it worth? And they're like two and a half million dollars. Yeah. Right. Or they go, it's actually made of cigarette ashes and it's worth nothing. You know, like throw it away. You throw it away. It's garbage. So this guy uh, in Connecticut who bought a, a small porcelain bowl for $35. Yeah. Uh, turns out it's a rare 15th century Chinese Oof. artifact worth up to 500 grand. Oof. Now, the head of the Chinese works department says that there are six other bowls in the entire world. Oh. Most of them are in museums. That's when somebody comes to you and they go, and also it was stolen. Yeah. Oh, so give yeah. it back. Yeah, I want it back. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hello? Brandy, it's Roz and Mocha. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Uh, your husband actually has been texting us like crazy asking for us to give you a call today. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I mean, um, technically my wife, but... <laughs> It's all good. Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. No I just made that assumption. That's dumb. I yeah, apologize. no, it's all good. I feel really bad now. I'm so, so sorry. Nah. Don't feel bad. Don't so, feel bad. So what's your, what's your plan? What do, because it's really tough. We've talked to so many people who have gone through anniversaries and birthdays during all this COVID, and it's just real tough. Like, so what, what, what do you guys have planned? Um, honestly, just like relaxing. We're a day apart. Like, same year, same hospital, so it's pretty crazy. Really? What? Yeah. Hold on yeah. a second. Hold on a second. You wound up with somebody who was born in the same hospital a day apart from you? Yeah, like 15 hours apart. So her birthday no. was yesterday. Yeah. No. That is Dude, crazy. The- Hold on. You didn't even text us for her birthday. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Hold on a second. I, I, told, I told her this was the only thing I wanted for my birthday. Okay. So. <laughs> this is mind-blowing. This is Now, did, did your moms know each other? No, they're did- actually like, I think maybe like 20 years apart in age. So, But, but like, have you not sat them down and went, did you not remember like i know things are crazy but did you see her in the hallway like i'm wondering if there's a chance that your pregnant moms like walk down the hall doing breathing exercises and past each other (laughs) it could be possible (laughs) so being born in the same hospital a day apart like did you guys grow up in the same city in the same neighborhood at all like when did you guys meet and how did you meet we met in high school in grade nine um 
And then she ended up leaving a year later. And then we reconnected after high school. And we have just been together for eight years. And we got married last September during COVID. And, and did you guys, when did you each, like, when did you each come out to your parents? Was that around the same time, too? Or? Um, actually, no, not really. So her parents knew for, like, ever. Um, my parents kind of like, they knew we were dating and like, I didn't know if they knew and it was awkward. And then next thing you know, like five years later, I'm engaged and I'm like, I have to tell them now. So you think <laughs> like a couple of days before Christmas, I was like crying cause I was so scared. Aww. I was like, I'm engaged. So, and it went well. They love her more yeah. than me, I think. So, wow. Brandy, I was listening to, um, I don't know if you guys know, This American Life, the podcast, and they had an episode of all coincidences, mm -hmm. right? And much like your story, Brandy, there was one couple that met. They're the same age. They were both born on the same day in the same hospital, just on different floors. Wow. No kidding. See, I would be convinced. I'm such a conspiratory individual. Like, that's where my <laughs> head goes. I would be convinced that there's a chance that this person might be my sibling. And we were, like, separated. Like, like my mom had twins and nobody told her. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then they separated us there. And then I, I wound up growing up and falling in love with my brother. You there's know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I was living in an apartment building. Yeah, yeah. Matthew, my current husband, was also dating somebody in current? the same apartment yeah. building. Current, me. current, current. <laughs> current. My current husband. You, you, you know what? You say it so much, you didn't even realize you just said it. <laughs> Yo, Brandy, uh, much love to you. Thank you very much for listening to the Raz and Moga Show. Happy birthday. Oh. Happiest of birthdays. Can I tell you a Thank joke? Yeah. Um, sure. Okay, what goes up but never comes down? I don't know. Your age. Your age. Your age. Oh, can it's you guys always... ask me the question, though? I've been thinking very long. I don't care about you, You got a bad story. Yo, Brandy, before we let you go, between Ross and Mocha, who's your favorite? Okay, it is Ross. But hear me out. Mocha, you're, like, so bubbly and happy, and your laugh is, like, super contagious. But the way that Roz rips into Maury reminds me of how I rip into my own friends. So, like, I respect that. But it was very close. Oh, she hates you, dog. <laughs> You're the best. Happy birthday from everybody. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Yo, Sam, how you doing? Hi, I'm good. Hi, it's Mocha. Hi, Roz. Roz and Mocha. Hello, hello. Uh, welcome to Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. We're going to try our best here. Uh, what's your situation? How do I not be a naggy and height maintenance girlfriend? How do I not be a naggy and height maintenance girlfriend? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so you wrote us this, Razamoka Fix My Life. Uh, I am no means in a toxic, unfaithful relationship. I am very much in love in a healthy relationship with probably the best guy in the world. What really gets in the way, I suspect, is my own worries, overthinking and overanalyzing. How can I feel secure in that relationship and ensure that I'm not sabotaging everything that is good. How do I not be a naggy high maintenance girlfriend? Uh, do you, do you think you're naggy or is he called you naggy? It's me. It's he you. doesn't. Okay. Yes. Um, he actually tells me that whenever he feels like, whenever I feel like something's not right or I don't feel good to tell him, but I think I always take that more personally. Like I don't want to mm. ever come off as that. So um, what do you think you're naggy about? <laughs> 
So it's like things like if he does have some a little bit of trouble like being on time, even when we're doing just calls and stuff or like things that he said that he wants me to make sure he gets done, he doesn't get done. And then I don't want to be like there's sometimes when we call and it feels like I'm just checking in all homework, which I really don't like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then when he doesn't get it done, I'm like then I don't really know what to do. Like should I be calling him out on his crap or should I be, you know, letting him go and finding himself because that yeah that's the part that i find difficult but if you don't say anything then it's going to bother you that you didn't say anything or that 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 thing that you're thinking about wasn't done or wasn't said or wasn't done properly right right because you know and especially in the long run and i hear this a lot from people who have long-term relationships that little things will build up and i really don't want that either so huh have you ever been in a relationship before where the person you were in a relationship was that way with you no, actually, he's my first relationship. Oh, <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, so I haven't. Um, I've only had maybe like, you know, from friends that tell me that and just hearing. Yeah. Do you find that you are sort of giving him space to grow and are a little bit naggy because you are perfect? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> wow. Well, that's wow. That that's really uh, straight to the point. Pro- probably, I don't think I'm perfect, but I'm pretty sure it's maybe my parents. Are the answer is no. <laughs> so the answer is so no. <laughs> Your answer should be no. <laughs> no. Okay. It took you a yeah. long time to get to that. That's an easy question to answer. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I th- I think that uh, oftentimes nagging is a is a symptom of something else that's maybe a bit more emotional that's going on in the relationship and it sort of mm-hmm. man- it manifests itself as nagging. Um mm-hmm. I don't often think that a huge blowout about a towel is an actual huge blowout about a towel. Right. Um it's it's know. it's something else. Yeah, it, I don't there's know something else going on. Sam is necessarily naggy or high maintenance. I just think that you're very particular. And you want your boyfriend to be just as particular. Yeah, I think you think you're right about so that. So you, you want him to be perfect like you? <laughs> no. <laughs> he was already perfect for me, right? No, so. no, 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 no. Apparently not. Yeah, apparently not. <laughs> so so why are you talking to us about it? Um, okay, no, no. I'll tell you something about guys. Guys, there's, there's subtle differences between, you know, men and women. And the one thing that guys don't respond well to is they don't have a problem doing their part. Okay. Mm -hmm. But what they have a problem with is taking orders. Yeah. And when the, when the job comes down from you in a naggy sort of way, using your words, what's the reward for doing that thing? Because if the reward for doing that thing is only that you're not going to nag about that, but something else, that's not an, that's no incentive to do the thing. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you, you, like you, you can't you can't nag expecting him to do something, and then when he does it, there's sort of the the only the only recognition that he gets from that is that you no longer nag him about that thing. But then you're just going to move on. <laughs> you're just going to move on to something else. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Right. So yeah. you have to figure out why why this stuff exists in your relationship, why these little things set you off and you almost compulsively can't help yourself but to bring it up. Because it sounds like when you're doing these things that you don't want to do, like as you're doing them, you realize that you don't want to be doing them. But for some weird reason, you just continue to do it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You got to figure out what that is. That's because that that's not a, that's not about vacuuming. That's about something mm-hmm. else. Yeah, that's why I think it's more about myself, more about thinking about what is going on <laughs> behind all that. 
this is where this is where being in a couple is fantastic because mm-hmm. none of these things, okay, you just I think that if you you look at your relationship and everything that you have going on and everything that he has going on, okay, these are not you problems and him problems. You guys have to realize that whatever you have going on, this is something that the two of you need to figure out. Okay. Mm -hmm. Whatever he has going on, this is something that the two of you need to figure out. There is no, I got to work on myself. Okay. It's Mm -hmm. you guys both work on that together. That's the job. That's why, that's why you're there for each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> OK, this isn't this yeah. isn't two individuals. This is you guys have to look at each other and you are this, you know, unit. And if there's things mm-hmm. that if there's things that are slowly tearing you apart or keeping you up at night and it's just these frivolous things, you guys as a collective, as a couple have to figure out why that is. Yeah. Does that yeah, offer a, a little bit of clarity, Sam? Yeah, that does. It's very comforting. Um, actually, so yeah. that's oh my god, nice. stop yeah. nagging us. Jeez, <laughs> I'm just kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'll try, but I'm perfect, you know, exactly. <laughs> oh, she was saying, exactly. You're like, Oh, it's perfect. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. Thank you, so- Thank you so much. Have a good day. Bras and Mocha's Fix My Life on Kiss. All right, news time. Hey, Mocha, yes, sir. Are you ready? Of course, let's do the news. A Roz and Mocha show and kiss 92.5 news break. Paris Hilton is, uh, was on her podcast with her sister, Nikki Hilton. And Paris Hilton has sort of gone through this big change ever since that documentary came out and doesn't sound like her, doesn't talk like her. And, um, the, the sort of act is down and the real Paris has emerged and I like her. Mm-hmm. I think she's great. Um, but so they were discussing the 2007 MTV awards where Paris was just on her way to prison for probation violation and she was in the audience and Sarah Silverman this is another Sarah Silverman because if you remember Sarah Silverman's name came back up uh, with Britney Spears yeah. because of everything she said about Britney on uh, MTV so and being th- a bad mom and stuff yeah, right? yeah 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 so this is Sarah Silverman from 2007 at the MTV awards Paris Hilton is going to jail <laughs> to make her feel like more comfortable in prison, the guards are gonna paint the bars to look like I just worry that she's gonna break her teeth on those things. Right, so then this is Paris and Nikki Hilton um, yesterday talking about what that felt like to be in that room because Paris was sitting there. Sarah Silverman did was so disgusting and so cruel and mean and I was so shocked and surprised because I had actually met her a few years before um, when I was at an event and she was couldn't be nicer, so sweet. And then to see her again, you know, I was obviously very nervous. I went to the MTV Awards. I knew I was about to check myself into jail in a couple of hours and, you know, just getting all dressed up, going there. I would you know, made this... Trying comm- to put on a brave face. Yeah, trying to be brave. And then just to sit in the audience with her just literally just publicly humiliating me being so mean so cruel I was sitting there wanting to die I was trying to hold back my tears so hard I like had tears welling up in my eyes I like literally wanted to run out of the entire room but I just was trying to be strong and just like sit there like and the whole audience is laughing and she's just 
up there. She wouldn't stop. Would not stop. I, uh, it was so painful, especially what I was going through in my life. Like to then have someone just being so mean about it was uh, really hard. So Sarah Silverman in 2010 did talk about this. She didn't apologize, but she explained what that was like from her perspective. So then there's Paris Hilton, and I said, uh, Paris Hilton is going to jail. That was the setup. And before I could say the punchline, the whole audience went, yeah! You know, and they, the camera went on Paris, and like, like the lion in the stadium and the gladiator thing, it was like so evil. Like the whole crowd just went mad, like just crazy. And it was so mean, you know, that was what was mean about that joke. And the cameras on her and it was humiliating and my heart broke, but I was in the middle of a joke and I had to say the question. <laughs> there was no way I was going to abandon ship for this girl. Right. Just, I'm sorry. So that's Sarah Silverman's explanation for that. Mm. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, oh, uh, quickly, uh, Chris Cuomo has finally addressed his brother, Andrew's sexual harassment scandal. So if you remember at the beginning of the pandemic, Chris and Andrew, uh, Chris on CNN, his brother, the governor of New York, they would do these like banters back and forth on CNN. Yeah. Call mom. Mom likes you better. And everybody was loving uh, Andrew Cuomo. Uh, so now a third woman has come out to accuse him of uh, being sexually inappropriate towards them, um, two employees and one woman that he met at a uh, at a wedding in a statement uh, issued on Sunday. He had said, I now understand that my interactions may have been insensitive or too personal and that some of my comments, given my position, made others feel in a way I never intended. But the thing that people were talking about is <clears throat> Chris Cuomo on CNN has been silent about this. None of it and, 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 and nothing. He won't even touch on the investigation that's going into his brother with regards to the numbers of deaths and the cover up at the old uh, the old age homes in New York State. So Chris Cuomo finally addresses it last night. Obviously, I'm aware of what's going on with my brother. And obviously, I cannot cover it because he is my brother. Now, of course, CNN has to cover it. They have covered it extensively and they will continue to do so. I have always cared very deeply about these issues, and profoundly so. I just wanted to tell you that. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, according to Texas Governor Greg Abbott, it is now time to open Texas 100%. He goes on to say, everybody who wants to work should have the opportunity. Every mm -hmm. business that wants to be open should be open. He pointed out that uh, Texas abundance of PPE, testing capabilities, and that, quote, Texans have mastered the daily habits to avoid getting COVID-19. Goes on to say, but most importantly, now in Texas and across the country, we have vaccines and vaccines to protect Texans from COVID-19. However, less than 7% of Texans have been fully vaccinated and health experts say that it is too soon for Abbott to remove restrictions 100%. But as it is right now, Texas is 100% open, no masks needed. Wow. Yep. You idiots. So there you go. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Um, Instagram yesterday 
they started testing out the removing of seeing how many likes a photo gets when you're scrolling through in, oh, wow. in countries other than the U.S. So I've had that on my phone for a year now where if I look at your picture, I can't see how many likes it got. Oh, yeah, where it just says... Uh, it says one person's name and, and others, and others yeah. right? That's all That's all it says. But but you as a user, you can go in, or sorry, on your own account, I think you can still on, see. On your own, you can. So are they saying now that on your own account, you can't? No, no, no. So what oh. happened was, is we, like in Canada, this was a very normal thing because they had been rolling this out. Because if you remember, in 2019, the Instagram said this, we want, we want our followers to focus on what you share, not how many likes you get. Uh, during this test, only you will be able to see the total number of likes on your posts. Right. Um, so they rolled this out all over the U.S. yesterday. And people started going crazy because they're going through what we all went through last year or in twenty or in twenty nineteen. However, Instagram came out and said this: "We've been testing a new experience to hide likes on posts. We unintentionally added more people to the test today, which was a bug. We're fixing the issue and restoring the like counts to people as soon as possible." Hmm. So they screwed up yesterday in the states by rolling it out that that but far. But that also means that. The states will be getting that feature. They soon. will be, yes, Maury. I'm just so grateful this has never happened to me. You have not. It doesn't affect you at all. Not really. At all. And I've done updates too. So if you go on like Mocha's Instagram, you can see how many likes his pictures have, really? and on my own really? without having to go into the insights. I could just see everything. Interesting. Yeah. Well, some, they I mean, know I've, not to mess with somebody who loves the like. Yeah. No. It's uh, you're the exact person who needs it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Snooki's back filming Jersey Shore. Oh, yeah. Uh, they were seen in a People restaurant. People I know who watch that show are very excited. <laughs> there was a, uh, a photo that was released. Uh, TMZ uh, got their hands on it of Snooki and Angelina at a restaurant um, Ooh, shooting. They're doing a sit down. I guess that's People what it looked like. People I know like. who watch that show. That's what Had it looks a feeling like. Snooki was going to come back, uh, especially the way this latest season kind of played out. Yeah. Hey, Shem watched the show, too. Was this last Thursday? Uh, people I know who watch the show said that I think last Thursday was the finale, people right? Who watched the show? It was. <laughs> people uh, I know who watch that show are gonna be very disappointed. They had nothing to watch on Thursday night. And, and as I'm sure you don't know, but others do. Mm-hmm. Um, back in December 2019, uh, Snooki swore off Jersey Shore. She did. Wanted nothing to do with it. She even <gasps> turned down a spinoff. I know. At the time, this person who I know that watches the show forwarded <laughs> yeah. me the the article. Okay. And the tweet. Cool. <laughs> I'm going to let him know the good news. He'll be very happy. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. The uh, baby is... Wrapping the exact same again? Well, no. So uh. what happened was is that the baby rented a house in L.A. from a 64-year-old named Gary um, Pager. And he now says that when he showed up at the house... Gary Pager, that he was beat, punched, spit on, threatened, shoved, and robbed by DeBaby's associates. So he said that he rented the home to DeBaby for the purposes of, quote, a private vacation with nine friends. When he showed up at the house, DeBaby had 40 people there shooting a music video inside. Oh, my God. So when he asked them to leave, DeBaby guy, DeBaby's guys jumped him. It's all on video, yeah. dra- dragging him around the driveway and stuff. Uh, he said that when he, he asked them to leave, one of DeBaby's larger associates um, punched him and knocked his tooth out. 
And then all day during the video shoot, like Jake Paul was there doing the video with him. He oh didn't get God. involved in any of this apparently. But so all day inside that house, everybody was on social media from inside this guy's house that he rented to DeBaby. And all these videos are like inside the house. There was just tables and tables and tables of guns. Oh, my God. That I guess they were using for the video shoot or whatever it was. But he showed up and asked them to leave. And then they and then they. I wonder beat if him. it was like and neighbors they, that tipped him off. And then they beat him up. And we're Who like, knows? you got all these people yeah, at your maybe, crib. Maybe. Oh, man. Might be. Uh, Lawsuit. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Tom Brady was uh, on with James Corden and talking about during that Super Bowl party because they didn't couldn't do the parade, so they had them on boats out mm. in the out in Florida and fans could just like wave at them and everything else. And Tom Brady was absolutely trashed. And there was that video of Tom Brady throwing the trophy from one boat, his boat, to another boat, like over water, like throwing it like a football. And everybody's just like heart skipped a beat when that happened. But this is Tom Brady explaining it to James Corden. Was there any bit of you thinking, what do I do if this goes in the water? Okay, first of all, I was not thinking at that moment. There was not a thought. It was, this seems like really fun to do. And um, not to mention, when you get your hands on one of those trophies, there are a lot of really sharp edges on the bottom, you know, where the stand is. Obviously, the ball is what it is. But, and then I found out later that had they, had that been an incomplete pass, that would have went down like 80 feet. Oh, you're um, never seeing it again. So, you know, bro. if it went into the water, right? <laughs> yeah. One of those drunk football players would have thought that they could oh, go in and get it. Absolutely. Right? Tom, Tom Brady, though, very different when football season isn't happening, huh? Yeah. Very different. Like, talks different. Everything. Oh, yeah. He's not in the zone anymore. No. He like, doesn't Tom, need to be. He's not Tom, focused. Tom Brady in the zone is very different than Tom Brady out of yeah. the zone. Now like, he's just like regular dad Tom, yeah. regular husband yeah. Tom. Yeah. And now the body makes sense, yeah. right? You know what I mean? <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Dolly Parton, the queen Dolly Parton, got her yeah. first dose of the Moderna vaccination yesterday at the Thank Vanderbilt God. University Medical Center in Nashville. Uh, now, in her caption of the uh, video she posted, she said, Dolly gets a dose of her own medicine. This is because, if you remember, Dolly donated a million dollars last year to coronavirus research, and yeah. she found out that her money went towards funding the Moderna research. When you started this story, right? Yeah. Friendly request from me. Yes. When you're talking about a celebrity, yeah. when you say the name, yeah. say the story immediately after, because it's much like Twitter. When I see a name trending, yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, they got COVID or, oh, my God, they died. No, she got the vaccination and uh, she helped pay for it. Uh, this is a little bit of Dolly. Vaccine, 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 vaccine. I'm begging of you, please don't hesitate. Vaccine, 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 vaccine. Because once you're dead, then that's a bit too late. <laughs> no, she's still got a beautiful voice, huh? Uh, Dolly Parton, 75 years old. And a lot of people are saying, hey, listen, you kicked in a million dollars for research on the Moderna vaccine. Why did yeah. it take so long for you to get it? And Dolly said that she didn't want it to look like that she was jumping the line just because she donated money. Yeah, exactly. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Um, one of these lists came out of things that happen in your life that make you feel like a grown-up. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, come in here more. 
<laughs> so how old were you when you finally felt grown up? And this question has been asked in multiple studies and surveys. Um, they talked to 1,700 people and asked that question. And the number one answer was actually, I don't feel grown up yet. What? So what are some of no. the things that you think in your life that you've hit where you get that feeling of I'm I'm grown up? I I'm a grown actually up. felt kind of grown up yesterday when I realized that. Just yesterday. Wow. Interesting. Almost 50 You're years married. old. No, yeah. but I closed the bathroom door and it was Almost like, oh, my God, we have two old. bathrooms. I felt very grown up because we had two bathrooms. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Not on the list. Uh, name me something else. I would or, say. An, an event in life where people think to themselves, marriage. man, I marriage. feel grown up. Um, when you move out on your own, uh, moving out of your parents' house is number three on the list. Oh, what about getting your license? Getting your driver's license is number 10 oh, on the list. When you go to a bar and you ask for the usual and they know what you mean. Uh, no. Like a regular at a bar. No, no. Uh, no, one you, no, paying, go ahead. Paying like, uh, paying a mortgage, uh, or rent. Owning a home is actually number one oh, on the list. Oh, mowing a lawn. No. Owning a home is number one. Now, getting your driver's license was number 10. Here's the shocker. Number nine was having kids. That's when you feel like you're grown up? Yeah. that's on the That seems low on the list to me. Oh, then is divorce on there? No. Um, planning uh, your meals out in advance is number eight. Oh, yeah. We do that in our house. Knowing your credit score is number seven. Uh-huh. I getting, don't know mine. Getting married, Maury, is number six. Graduating from high school is number five. Oh, wow. Uh, worrying about bills and finding ways to save is number four. Yeah. Moving well, out of your yeah. parents' house is number three. Getting your first full-time job is number two. Oh, yeah. I and can then, see that. And then finally, number one on the list is uh, owning your owning a home. So, yes, Mocha, Mocha paying Do you uh, know your credit mortgage. score? Uh, I do. Oh, how do you find that out? You have to go oh, on. Clearly yeah, not. Clear. You're not an adult yeah, if you don't yeah. know that yet. Uh, give me your, uh, I need your PIN number. And your social insurance number. And your social insurance number. And I'm just going yeah, to confirm your address. <laughs> just just, just email, email that to me, okay? And I'll get it for you tomorrow. Don't worry about it. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Drake announced the uh, release of Scary Hours 2. That will Woo! happen at midnight. Um, this will be the first single since Laugh Now, Cry Later, which was last August. Uh, the second single off his upcoming Certified Lover Boy. So you excited for this? Yeah, the last time, um, Scary Hours, so he dropped like a, a two-single Scary Hours, I guess, an EP or whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, right before he dropped Scorpion. And the first time he dropped Scary Hours, God's Plan was on there. Right. Uh, as two, so that was one of two songs. So I don't know how many songs, if this is going to be an actual single or if the scary hours two, if this is going to have a couple of songs on there and like one of them will be like the official single and right. will appear on certified lover boy or, uh, or, or it's going to be completely separate. Right. But it sounds like his knees doing better. I would say so. <laughs> Yo, he shot the music video for either this new song yeah, or no. something from this album Toronto or something from uh, Certified Lover Boy. He shot it downtown Toronto, like yeah. four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So I'm excited, man. I'm yeah. real excited because I'm a big Drake fan. So that we'll get that at midnight and uh, we'll have that for you, I guess, tomorrow, right? Hell like yeah. 24 hours. Yeah, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Um, they did a survey on which sports have the angriest fans and what they did was they analyzed twitter mm -hmm. on 
days when major sporting events are happening and they they oh. searched for certain buzzwords like wow and angry and mad easy they could have just asked me i would have given them the answer and and emojis which emojis were used and so they've come up with a list of um the top 10 angriest sports fans according to the way that they tweet during pivotal moments of those games oh football's got to be number one uh like nfl yeah number four no it's not yeah football number four number four okay what about um soccer or as they say in the uk football number two Football is number two? Yeah, number two. Oh, my God, dude, is wrestling number one? Uh, wrestling's not on the list. So cricket Jabronis. cricket is 13. Uh, Tennis is at 12. Uh, NBA is at 10. Wow. Cycling is 11. Uh, at number six is a tie between NHL and Formula One with competitive darts. Hold on, cycling is higher and darts are higher than the NBA? Yes. So great. Yes. So NFL, Formula One, and competitive darts are all tied for number six for having the angriest fans on Twitter. Boxing is number five. NFL is number four. Yeah. Soccer is number two. Football. Oh, um, 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 bowling. Is bowling number one? No, bowling's not number one. What did you not mention? Oh, is it gonna be something weird? Like golf? No, golf's not on the list. Golf's number one. It's gonna be Golf is number one. Golf is number for one. For angriest fans? For angriest fans. No, it's not. <laughs> yes, it is. Forty-two uh, percent of all tweets about golf were classified as angry comments. What? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> that <laughs> some, that's actually shocking. There's some angry golf fans out there. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Um, Adam Levine is absolutely getting destroyed on social media right now. Why? So he did a big interview with uh, Zane Lowe on Apple Music. Yeah. And he had said that he finds it sad that there's no bands anymore. He said, it's funny. Uh, when the first Maroon 5 album came out, there were still bands. I feel like there aren't any bands anymore, you know? That's the thing that makes me kind of sad is that there were just bands. There's no bands anymore, and I feel like they're a dying breed. I mean, there's still plenty of bands, and maybe they're just not in the limelight quite as much or in the pop limelight, but I wish that there could be more of those around, more bands. Wow. And everybody's going in on it for two different things. One, all like people in bands are tweeting at them. Like, um, hey, what about us? Well, uh, uh, the rock group Eve Six tweeted at him and said, Adam Levine, there's like 500,000 bands and they all think you're a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> and, and uh, Shirley Manson from Garbage tweeted, uh, what are we then? Cats? <laughs> and the majority of people are going in on them <laughs> because they're like, bro, Maroon 5 is not a band. Maroon 5 is Adam Levine. Yeah, it's you. It's you. Maroon 5 hasn't been a band in, like, they haven't even identified as a band in forever. It's your first album when you were the breakout star. Yeah, like, Maroon 5 is, it's just, it's Adam Levine. Yeah. I've interviewed, God, it was so awkward. When you interview Maroon 5, right, they, 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 they make you sit there and interview everybody from Maroon 5, right? Which I'm completely fine with because I think that sometimes that dynamic would be interesting to talk about, you know, what life is like for the other guys because they can pretty much lead anonymous lives. Completely. When you have this superstar singer. And so I'm happy to have them. But when you sit and you interview Adam Levine and like two guys from Maroon 5, the two guys that are sitting there on stools don't say a word the entire interview. Mm -hmm. And probably waiting for a question. 
I, you would ask them questions, and it's literally they say nothing, mm. and then Adam Levine just carries on. Like, Maroon 5 hasn't been a band in forever. But I will say this. I took a look at, and I know what he's saying about the pop world and the everything else world, right? Like, yeah. like Foo Fighters are huge, and like there, there's bands out there right now. But I get what he's saying. But I'm going through the Billboard Top 200 album charts right now mm-hmm. and looking at sort of band versus solo artists. And... I'm just going through the albums right now. Morgan Wallen, Ariana Grande, Lil Durk, uh, The Weeknd, Dua Lipa, Luke Combs, Lil Baby, The Weeknd, Bad Bunny, Post Malone, Taylor Swift, uh, Megan Thee Stallion, Kevin Gates, Machine Gun Kelly, Doja Cat, Taylor Swift, Harry Styles. The first band you get on that list Mm -hmm. currently right now on the Billboard 200 album charts, yeah. the first band band on the list yeah. is Queen. No. Yeah, Greatest Hits. A Greatest Hits album? Yeah. That's the first band listed on this. So, I mean, he's got a point. In the pop world, there's no more band. Like, there's no more Blink-182. Damn, bands. There's, y'all, there's, y'all got to step you up. Know? Yeah, I know. I don't know. Uh, Some 41, where you at? Yes. <laughs> Simple plan, where you at? True. Yeah, but like that kind of thing, right? Like, no doubt. You know, you all, that, all that kind of stuff, right? Like, there's no, uh, I, I get what he's saying, but I also really love people going in on Adam Levine. I think it's very entertaining. Garbage, where you at? Yes. Roz and Mocha Q&A. All right, here we go. Another round of Ask Roz and Mocha. Hi, Tiffany. How are you? Hi, Mocha. Good. How are you? Good. Uh, Roz is here as well, as is Dammit Maury. Hi, Maury. Hello, everyone. How are you? Good, good. What's your question? Um, so my question is, I wanted to know how you guys handle gift buying for your in-laws. Uh, does your spouse usually handle buying gifts for their side of the family, or do you just buy a gift when you see it and think of someone? Huh. Now, did you bring this up because, like, you have an, a, an opinion? Have you been through this? Are you in a relationship where you have to buy for the in-law? Like, how do you tackle this? No, so I'm not in the situation myself. I just know growing up, my parents were very set in their rules. Uh, my mom would buy for her family and my dad his. Yeah. Um, and they would constantly fight, you know, if they spent more for one person. So it was very awkward growing up, and I was just curious what you guys do. Oh, God. I mean, there's no conversations about, like, money, and if we spend this on, mm-hmm. you know, your parents, we got to spend this on my mom. Like, there's nothing like that in my world. Um, I I will say that Catherine is the one that makes sure all of that is taken care of. She's the one that makes sure that all the gifts are are purchased. Because in my my, both of our sides, we do Secret Santa. Yep. Right. Right. So it it really, really lessens the load on what you actually uh, need to need to purchase. But even with like birthday stuff and and, and everything else, Catherine's the one that takes care of it because I will I will forget and I will get too busy. And she has taken on that responsibility as far as that is just goes with other things um, that need to happen in order to keep our lives on track. Like, you know, I will take care of the majority of the bills on time. Mm -hmm. She makes sure people get the birthday presents and Roxy's teacher gets a gift at the end of the school year. Like that kind of stuff, right? I just like Secret Santa because then you only get one gift. Yeah. um, Because you're greedy, son. Because you're greedy, yeah. No, I much prefer participating in a Secret Santa. Much prefer it. One, um, one, because I have fun with it. But I, I would say uh, same thing, like much like your household, Roz. Jenna has like really taken over the remembering of like I remember when people's birthdays are and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but she really, really takes care of 
having a great idea of what we should get someone. And yeah. then she will go out and get that thing or order that thing. She'll be like, hey, I know your dad likes whatever. Yes. Um, I saw this great deal or I saw this pop up online. Why don't we just get it for him? And I'll be like, okay, cool. Yeah. Like she handles all yeah. of that stuff. But when it comes to buying for the in-laws, uh, Jenna will buy something like from us for her mom or buy something from us for my parents mm-hmm. as well. And what uh, what they've done that I've now adopted as well, just joining their family uh, since we got married, we'll put together like kind of like a Christmas list. Mm-hmm. Like what are some of the things that you were looking at recently that you may want? Sure. And then someone will just pick one of those things off that list and, and get right. So you're guaranteed to get something that, pretty much you want right or that you've wanted right yeah that's why that's why secret santa is great right because secret santa you go on you you set up an elfster thing Catherine does all of this as well and then everybody gets an invite and then you go in and you can load up like whatever the max is so let's say it's like 200 bucks or 250 bucks a person or whatever it is that's fine um and the kids aren't in secret santa everybody buys everything for kids right kids are all everybody gets stuff for kids so kids have these big magical massive piles of stuff to open because that's what they like so everybody buys for the kids uh but when it comes to the adults you go on and then you just you can link to anything off amazon you can link to anything off any other website and it puts it all in one place Mm -hmm. and you can write notes and you can do all of these things and that's where i mess with people because i always just ask for ridiculous things from secret santa uh because it's fun for me yeah um but hawaiian shirt extra small exactly but in that it's exactly (laughs) like what you what you were just saying which is are there any things that you've been looking at Uh and then what winds up happening is your secret santa then has access to your list and you can sit there and do the math and maybe five of those things make up the $250 limit and realistically they can just go boom 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 on three of them and then maybe put one personal thing in there as well yeah right and so you always sort of get like the cool stuff that you that you wanted right yeah Maureen um so for us Matthew buys all the stuff for his side but we both buy stuff for my side right and then you ever discuss or not argue do you ever discuss and or argue about price? Like what you're Not spending price, on your family, what you're spending on his? He over gifts. Like I always say, like, look, for my brothers, just get, they're of the age where just get them a gift card for Foot Locker or something. And they'll sure. love that. They'll mm-hmm. absolutely love that. Because I always ask them what they want. That's what they want. He's like, you got to throw in like a, a shirt or, or something else with it because who wants to open just a gift card? I'm like, but yeah. the gift card's for 50 bucks. That's a lot. Why do you also need a shirt? I don't and know. He, Spirit of the season, maybe? Yeah. No, but I, I just, I don't, then go buy a shirt. To be like a cool older brother. <laughs> yeah. Who gives cool. you more than a $50 gift like card. Like my bro gave me a t-shirt, a kick-ass t-shirt and a gift card. Yeah. I don't think I don't I've know. ever given my brother something, whether it's for his birthday or for Christmas, that what? was $50. Oh, I thought you meant like, you give him just more? give him something yeah. ever. I just assumed 50 bucks is fine. Yeah, yeah. I never look at it in terms of stuff like that, though. And I'm talking even when I had, like, regular jobs and and everything else, right? No, but I always message Daniel and Con, like, what do you guys want? Yeah. And both, like, the last couple of years I've always said a gift card to Foot Locker. Right. You should think about about throwing in, like, a shirt or something with that gift card. A gift card's enough. (laughs) (laughs) No, but, like, what stuff are they into? Like, what do they like? Why don't you lean more towards their their interests? Because, like, but I ask, what do you want? No, 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 but, like, what do they like? What are some things that they... Video games, skateboarding, yeah. girls, and yeah. clothing. Like right. hoodies and stuff like that. Right. From like but, but you should have knowledge. Brand you should whatever. have knowledge of your brothers well enough that you should be able to 
pick them up at least a little something that mm. you know will be a hit just based on your knowledge and relationship with them. I have no knowledge. Okay. No, but I, don't, I, don't, I don't hang out enough with them to no, have knowledge. No, I, I know, I guess. Well, whose fault is that? You know what I should do? because I'm, 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 I'm Instagram friends with Daniel's girlfriend. I should just start asking her. Are you not Instagram friends with Daniel? No, no, I am. Oh, okay. But, like, I should message Emily and say, right. you know, what would Daniel you start, want? I would find that kind of weird. Oh, God, don't do that. That's super weird, man. Yeah, like, she how old is she? She doesn't she's, want. She's, like, 16 and loves this show. God. I know, but she doesn't want messages from you, though. Yeah. No, but just to say, what do you think Daniel would want for Christmas? No, because, no, no, don't bother. You shouldn't it's be following weird. a 16-year-old girl on Instagram, man. That's weird. <laughs> super weird. Hope that answered your question, Tiffany. <laughs> yeah, can you ask me who my favorite is? Of course, no. Tiffany. Before we let you go, between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? It's, drumroll, please. It's Roz. Yes. Yeah, it's Roz. Oh, that's it, huh? Yeah, I, I was going to give you. A, I was going to give a reason, but I didn't want to hurt your feelings. No, so. don't. You, no, you don't need to. You don't need give to a give reason. a reason. I no, feel like it's yeah. a troll job. What's no, the reason? I know. Does he remind you of your dad or your uncle or your grandpa? Yeah, he does remind me of my dad sometimes. I feel like the advice that he gives <sighs> is very similar to what she would say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and like Roz, <laughs> like Roz, I lost my dad a couple years ago, and uh-huh. just since then, I've just found that you know the way you have dealt with grief um, and how you talk about it. I just found that very relatable. Um, so, yeah, no, I, it's just been so great. When did you lose your pops? Uh, 2019. 2019. Oh, sorry and, to hear that. And, and now I feel bad for laughing. <laughs> nah, that's fine. No, that's okay. Uh, and how old were you? Um, I was 22. 22. That's too young, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, was, I had been living abroad for a year yeah. um, and didn't know he was sick. Yeah. Um, and then I came back, and I was only with him for three days. Right. Uh, and then he passed. Yeah. Aww. So it was it was unexpected, but you know. And how uh is your mom still around? Yeah, she is. Yeah, she's yeah. doing How's okay. She doing? Yeah. Yeah, she's doing okay. You have any siblings? Yeah, I have a eighteen year old brother. Uh-huh. Um, and it's been he's been okay too. He got a, a little cat, um, which has been such a great little outlet for him to, you know, yeah. process his emotions and just deal. So Yeah, it's tough. It's uh it's real hard when you're when you're young, when you're in your twenties, because you have you have so much that you, you know, that you're going to do. And so much of that is just wanting to, you know, you will always have that thing where you want to make them proud, right? Yeah. And just not having that outlet to make, to have somebody to make proud is really um, stifling. And it Mm -hmm. will, it'll mess with your confidence. It'll mess with your sort of willingness to push yourself forward because then it becomes you are doing things for yourself. Right. And right. you don't and you you're going to find that you need that that, you know, encouragement and you need that drive of just somebody to say, you know, oh, my God, I'm so proud of you or, you know, you did good kid. Um, and, you know, you'll get that from your mom and mm-hmm. you're going to get that from your friends and everything else. But there's just something when that when that thing is missing when you're in your 20s and you're the sort of most driven you have. Um, it, 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 you have to watch out that it doesn't hold you back from making decisions and and you can't let it hold you back because you're about to make, you know, at this point in your life, some really, really incredible decisions, both with work and with life and, and, and all of that stuff. And there's people that will always be proud of you. Right. And you just got to look for them. Oh my gosh. See more great advice. Right. And that was sounded very fatherly. Right. Yeah. (laughs) That was real nice. Yeah. Thank you, Tiffany. All the best to you. Love you you lots. Yeah, you too. Bye. Okay, love. Bye. Okay, bye-bye. Uh, Denzel says here, do you guys remember the first thing you bought with your first paycheck or your second paycheck if you saved that first one? 
Now, on the last podcast, we were asked about first, first jobs. jobs. And then you were saying that you worked yeah. at the uh, the flour mill. Yeah. Underage, which was probably illegal. It was. Do you remember your first paycheck? Yeah. What you did okay. With it? So, okay. So, first paycheck. I'm going to say, like, what what is the thing that you <clears throat> saved up for? Like, I'm not going to count, you know, buying a ticket to a movie. Yeah. Or going, you know, like any anything like that, right? Like, no, 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 no. no like, no. it wasn't, um, I don't think it was a, I don't think it was a concert ticket. I don't think it was anything like that. I think it was probably, like, the first thing that I actually saved up money for when I was like 14 years old from like my job was I went in and I put a down payment on um, on an amplifier, guitar amplifier that I wanted mm-hmm. at, a, at a music store that was two towns over. Um, and so that was probably it. And I think it was probably like I, maybe I went in and dropped like 200 bucks on it. And sort of put it on layaway, and oh yeah, and then waited for the end of the summer to when I could when I could afford it. Um, so I think that 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 was my first sort of big purchase was putting um, putting money towards a, a, a like a four hundred and fifty dollar amp or whatever it was because that's the only reason why I wanted a job was because I wanted this amp. Yeah, 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 Maury. My first big purchase like that I saved for was a fish tank. But my very first purchase with my first paycheck, because I worked at Yorkdale Mall in Toronto, I remember I walked to Hot Topic and I bought like some Ren and Stimpy shirts and stuff like that with my first paycheck. Do you remember Hot Topic? Hot Topic. Yeah, the store's still around. It's still around. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't know that Hot Topic. But when did Hot Topic arrive in Canada? It had to have been, I guess, in the 90s. Are you sure it was a hot topic? It wasn't something else? I'm pretty sure it was a hot topic. Huh. Hold on here. I don't know about that. I mean, it's not a new store, but it's also not like an old store. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, I'll find that later. Uh, so you bought Ren and Stimpy stuff from Hot Topic? Yeah, because they had the, the store in the mall with all the cool shirts from T-shirts and bobbleheads and... From- TV shows and stuff and belt buckles. You still, I bet you still, he still has that shirt. Do you have him? Laying it's around? down in the cage. Yeah. See, I knew yeah. it. <laughs> um, what did I? S- hold on, hold on here. Let what? me just pause for one second. Let me read you this. Let me read you this story. Okay. Uh, so I was just curious as to when Hot Topic um, expanded uh, into Canada. Uh, U.S. retailer Hot Topic will expand into Canada with three locations. They're already in the United States and Puerto Rico and, of course, online. Maury, this article is from 2010. <laughs> so then what was the store before Hot Topic that had all that stuff that I, I went to? I don't know. And that was in the 80s that you're talking about. <laughs> no, no, no. 90s. 90s like 90s. 90s, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you, did not, you, you decidedly is, did not go to Hot Topic. Okay, I have to, another store. When, while Mocha's answering, I have to figure out what the other store was that was exactly like Hot Topic in the in the Yorkdale Mall. Like, I only know, like, old mall stores, okay? Because, like, and, and I don't mean specific, like, like unique stores to a unique mall. I just mean mall stores where yeah. no matter what mall you went in, there were certain stores that were always going to be in the mall, yeah. right? You knew you were always going to see, like, a bay. You were always going to see Radio Shack. You were always going to see, like, Sun, Sunrise. You were always going to see an HMV and or Sunrise. So, okay, hold on here. You grew, you and I grew up in different parts of the world. I'm talking right. all malls. Like, I mean, like, Guelph and Toronto. Oh, and, okay? okay. So, all malls had a Sunrise Records. Yes. Not all malls had an HMV. True. Um, all malls had a Randy River. True. Um, all malls had a... Um, Le Chateau? No, don't you remember? Was there? Oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, Le Chateau. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100% Le Chateau. <laughs> what about Benetton? Uh, no, 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 no. My mall did not have Benetton. No? My mall had um, Roots and Cotton yeah. Ginny, uh-huh. those two stores. Where did it was your like, mall have, uh, uh, oh, 
what is it that moms love back in the day? Reitman's? Uh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, okay. had, it had Reitman's. And then I think Reitman's became a Dishanel, uh-huh. right? Um, that was another hot store for uh, for ladies. Uh, yeah, but yeah, Reitman's 100%. And then what was the store? Was it called the It Store? Yeah. Where you went in and you could buy all those weird things? Yes. Right? You remember the It Store? <laughs> yeah, what is okay. that? That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, the It Store was another mall. Maybe that's the store, Maury. Maybe it what? was the It Store. That's the one. What, the It Store? That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. And they had a location right by my theater at Yorkdale. Yeah, the It Store, you could also go. I that's Like, that's that. where you could go in and buy, like, a Rubik's Cube and a 3D puzzle. This is what I'm right? talking about. And, and shirts and stuff. Yeah, yeah. The It Store sort of went away. Yes, that's when, the logo right, right there. Look, that's here's the, the logo. One. You remember the yeah, logo? Yeah, yeah, the It Store. That's what yeah. I meant, not yeah, Hot Topic. Yeah, yeah. The It Store. Yeah, It Store. Um, yeah, that place was legendary. I, I used to love, that was the greatest place to get, I know we were just talking about gifts and stuff, but it store was the greatest place to buy somebody just like a little weird tchotchke. Or like a, a Ren and Stimpy shirt. Yeah. Or a Ren and Stimpy shirt. Um, what did I buy with my first paycheck? I used to spend every single one of my paychecks from the Bay on vinyl. Because I would just collect vinyl. Really? And uh, new vinyl would get dropped like every Friday. So every other Friday, I would go out and just spend literally my entire paycheck. Wow. All on just vinyl. Right. But the one thing, I guess, big ticket item that I use a lot of my paychecks I would save up for. I remember I saved. I stopped buying vinyl for like a couple of weeks because I was taking all my money and saving it, saving it, saving it for a set of uh, turntables uh, that were like right. 1200 bucks that were used yeah. from this record store that wasn't too far from me. And the guy was like selling them. The owner of the shop was selling them. And he was like, I'll hang on to these. And I said, I need like a few weeks. I got to save up. I'm working at the Bay. I'm going to save every single penny. And if you hang on to these turntables for me, because they're in great condition. Yeah. Do you think you spent more on vinyl than I did on latex? First of all, what? <laughs> Second of all, probably. <laughs> what do you mean latex? Never mind. It was a condom joke. Moving on. I have. Oh, oh I was thinking. I was thinking pants. <laughs> you know what? So was I. You were thinking I was pants? Like, yeah. So was latex? I. No. Yeah. I was like, why are you buying latex pants? <laughs> <laughs> all right, next question. Hold on. No, I'm gonna add in. I'm gonna add in one more. So I also remember while I worked at the theater, the other thing I saved up and bought was out of a guy's trunk. I bought a pager. What? Like, you know, do you remember pagers? Of course we remember. No, no more. Pagers, we don't remember man. pagers. I'm what We're both older story. than you. <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> Weirdo. No, but the guy was selling pagers out of his trunk. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so oh, I got one pay? Oh, God. What was it? Like 50 bucks or something back then with the plan? I, don't know. I wasn't there. You tell me. <laughs> yeah. And I spent $300 once back then on this guy would build illegal radio station transmitters. Right. So I bought one and attached the antenna on the roof of my Aunt Susie's house and had my own radio station for three blocks. How old are you? 16. You climbed up on the roof of a house no, no, at no. 16? No, no, uh, Her husband at the time, Gary, did and put oh. a trans or an antenna on the roof and I had my own radio station. And so you could broadcast where? In like three, around three, the block. Like in a three blocks ra- three yeah, block yeah. radius. Who would yeah. listen to you? Oh, I w- she would go in the car and drive around, and I'd dedicate a song to her. And so how would you play music and stuff? Did you have, like, a whole setup yeah, with, you like, can set up a CD. and like, There was an input in the back of the transmitter yeah. in the basement, and you could plug CD player to it, microphone, like, anything you wanted. Really? Yeah. So Aunt Susie would leave the house drive around the block just to listen to you on the radio? Yes. That's oh, sweet. man, that's real nice. That's yeah. What songs would you play? I always dedicated to, to her um, the song White Town. 
White Town. The band White Town and the song was Your Woman. Do you remember that song? No. no. Because <laughs> it was the big song honest, back then. Honestly, some, with I your references, your more honest, honestly, with your references, I sometimes feel that you might be a time traveler. <laughs> because every now, every now and then I think that you slip up, right? Where you start, you bring up a reference from like the Roaring Twenties about something yeah. like that you should have no knowledge about. Like you should right? be ninety right now. This yes, song from, like, this song was like from your the 90s. Like, like your relationship with alcohol. I'm fairly, I'm fairly certain that not only did you live through prohibition, but you were probably one of the architects of it. You know what I mean? Like I think every now and then you slip up. Yeah, you're I really do. Yeah, I really do. It was a huge song from '97. And, and the only reason I think you're stuck in this time for so long is one: either you can't get out, or you're so in love with me you don't want to leave. Yeah. I'm going to go with that. Uh, Kara says, tell us something you did when you were drunk that you are super embarrassed or ashamed of, or maybe it's just really funny. Oh, very embarrassed. Go. Uh, it was a work Christmas party when I worked at a radio station, and I had to work that night, and I stumbled across the, the street and went upstairs and fell through a glass coffee table, shattered it everywhere, was bleeding on my face, the host that I was working for at the time had to call my dad to come and get me. And then the next day, which was very embarrassing, mm -hmm. and then the next day um, was the first time that I was meeting my now um, current mom, uh, Donna. <laughs> Donna? Why didn't you just say the day before you were to meet my, your stepmother, Donna? My, my, my current mom. Uh-huh. Okay. And I was, like, throwing up all, all, the whole way to the restaurant. My dad would have to pull over, and I'd have to get out and throw up because I was song over. Right. There you go. Yeah, that's not fun. Throwing up is not So to good. this day, I cannot have vodka and orange juice. Really? Uh, vodka and orange juice is so refreshing, though. Yeah, no, because I'll, it always reminds me of that time. Really? So you were throwing up where, like, uh, did you guys go to a restaurant? or you we were... went to a restaurant, and okay. the whole way there in the car, my dad would pull over, and Donna was oh, in the passenger no. seat, and I kept having to throw up on the side. This is the first time I was meeting her. Mm. Oh God! Oh, and the next, and then we got home. And punishment: my dad made me carry bricks up the hill that our house was on. <laughs> <laughs> For what? Again, again, again! Time traveler, right? Yeah, like totally. you know what I mean? Yeah. What? Where? Where was your house on the hill that no, you had to carry bricks up to? We didn't have one. We were building it. You at know the time. what I mean? Like <laughs> the house was on top of a hill, and my dad was building a patio in the back out of uh, like a brick patio. Okay. So the bricks arrived, and I had to carry like one by one or two by two up the hill. Okay. And okay. bring them into yeah. the backyard. Do we do we call those things now pyramids or no? <laughs> <laughs> like, is that what this was? <laughs> Yeah, we had this, right? this rope and pulley system. You, you, know, you know what I mean? Like, like how, what are we talking here? <laughs> um, oh, you know what? I, I I can't pinpoint anything specific. I've had a lot of dumb, drunk moments. Yeah. Like, there's too many. Like, drunk I remember, mocha's awesome. I remember, I don't know, like, Jen and I went to a St. Patrick's Day thing at a bar i got wasted right in the afternoon and we took a cab home and it was still daylight oh. and like two seconds into getting into the cab and driving i had to tell the guy to stop i was going to throw up and no cab driver wants you to throw up in their car and i ran out and i threw up i'm pretty sure the place was closed at the time but a jewelry store like on a main street Oof. throwing yeah. up sucks yeah. Do you have any embarrassing or awful. any memorable? God, I mean, drunk like, stories. I, I've never really like. Didn't him, you wake him, up somewhere? Oh, boy, I have woken up in like some <laughs> wild places. <laughs> I woke up 
I mean, I wasn't embarrassed by it at all. Like by by no means, I I wasn't I wasn't embarrassed by it. But I woke up in Niagara Falls one morning. And you don't know how you got there? No, no idea. I thought you woke up like on someone's couch no. or something. Oh, Maury, like how many times have I woken up on somebody's couch? <laughs> uh, but I woke up in Niagara Falls. I uh, remember getting in the car right with yeah. with with people, and I don't know what you're gonna do. You're gonna go party or something like that. But I guess at some point somebody had said, "Let's go to the casino," right? And so we. Drove to Niagara Falls, never made it in the casino, um, and just sat in the in a parking garage um, drinking in drinking in Niagara Falls. And when I woke up in the car, I I, I knew whose car it was. It was my buddy's car. But yeah. when I woke up in the car, there was a person sleeping next to me in the car who I didn't know. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. Like my buddy was gone, and the other person. There's four of us. So the three people I was with were gone. And there was a new person in the car that they had met that we had met while we were while we were there, and they wow. were sleeping beside me in in the car. Oh, jeez. Yeah, but not embarrassing. Like I wasn't embarrassed by that. I had a hell this of a night. Part of the night. Yeah, I had a I had a I had a hell of a I had a hell of a night. Do you miss those times? No, um, no. I I used to. Um, I remember. I remember when when I I went to see Napoleon Dynamite with a friend of mine. <laughs> And yeah. was and was I embarrassed? No, I don't think I was that Wait, embarrassed. Wait, you saw the movie? No, that we brought in eight cans of Mike's Hard Lemonade. Ah, uh, yeah, Mike's. <laughs> and there was only like at the time maybe like 12, 15 people in the theater. And the whole time we're watching this movie, we're just cracking cans yeah. of Mike's Hard. And this, you have to understand, this is back before there was no alcohol allowed in theaters, uh -huh. right? Like even they would go through your bag to make sure you didn't have outside food and stuff like that, right? Yeah. And so we got trashed watching. Um, Napoleon Dynamite, Napoleon Dynamite, and like cans hitting the floor, <laughs> and like all this. Y'all were doing that right? on purpose too. Oh, oh, <laughs> yes. Um, but no, I, I don't. I'm, I don't. I've never really done like. I mean, I'm sure I've done it, things that would embarrass. Like others. you weren't drunk in front of your dad, and was that embarrassing? Yeah, no, no, no. I, it was. It was heartbreaking because I felt terrible. Oh. Right, but it wasn't embarrassing. Like I, I'm trying to think, what would be like what I what I should be embarrassed about. Because like, I never did anything dumb while I was drunk. Like I didn't make any sort of huge mistakes, yeah. or or I've never spent money on like I've never lost a bunch of money, or I've never you know made out with. Some, I mean, I made out with a lot of people that I would never <laughs> have made out with sober, but I don't regret it. Yeah, right. Like it was all it was all fine and fun. Um, but I I just stopped getting drunk years and years and years ago. Like I I I drink, but the actual getting drunk, I don't even know the last time I would say that I was even drunk. I have no clue. Have no clue when the last time I was drunk was. Yeah, I can't think of anything that was super embarrassing or anything else funny. It was just like all just either passing out or throwing up stories. Yeah. Really. The last time I threw up, I was in a cab. Last time I threw up from drinking, I was in a cab and I didn't want to throw up in the back of the cab. So I lifted my t-shirt above my face. Oh no. And threw down inside and threw up inside my t-shirt. <laughs> But doesn't so it come gross. out the bottom? No, because I was sitting and then I held it. Oh, oh, no. And then what happened when you got out of the cab? I just, I held my shirt. I was pushing my shirt really, really tight against all the throw up to try and soak it in. <laughs> to, try and, to try and soak it so up. You know that stinks. That's yeah. so gross. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was and the... Was this, your destination at that time? Yeah, like I was going home? home. I was going oh, okay. home. Okay, yeah, you don't want to like yeah, take yeah. up somebody else. Yeah, I was going, I was going home. But, oh, uh, but I don't get embarrassed so of stuff. Gross. I mean, I, I used to stop. My routine was I would, I would go, we would go drink. 
And then I would stop every night at uh, a gas station. Yeah. And I would buy three gas station cheeseburgers. Oh, and, my God. And, and don't they come them. in a two-pack? Uh, no, you could know this. The, the, it was called the big something. It was the. It was a single. Like it was the big one. Oh, because you can get a two pack. The, the two pack, and I would grab three of them, yeah. and I would bring them home, and then stack them in the microwave, and cook all three of them at once. Uh, and uh, I would, uh, I would finish uh, every night with uh, three gas station cheeseburgers. Yeah, but Mocha, at the time, it's glorious. Yeah, oh, no, of course, God, like all fast so food, good. right? Yeah, yeah. When you're drunk. Yeah. Oh, uh, Mark says here, what was your favorite thing about the place you grew up? Ooh, the bagels. <laughs> <laughs> is your favorite thing? Yeah, yeah Greif's Bagels, Bathurst, yeah. and uh, let me Google Wilson. that. I bet you they closed in 1918. No. <laughs> <laughs> the interesting thing about Greif's is they only take cash. How do you spell Greif's? G R Y. Are you sure it's not Griff's? No, no, Greif's. Greif's Bagels at Bathurst and Ledbury. So that is, yeah, it's still there. Okay, you're lucky, Maureen. <laughs> <laughs> But I grew up in the, like, I didn't move much out of that area. We moved apartments, but it was always in the same vicinity. Um, the majority of our life, of my life, is where my parents are still at now, 30 plus years. Do they live in the same house you grew up in? Yeah. They do. No uh -huh. way. I, for some reason, thought they moved. From the time I was in, we moved there um, when I was in grade six. Okay, yeah. So that's the house you grew up in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my favorite thing would be that my house was kind of like the spot where everybody always came to. Yeah, that's great. Right? Like all yeah. my, and my parents were so cool with it. Like all my friends would still, even to this day, all my friends still gather at my parents' house. That's whether awesome. it's summertime or Christmas or any, um, even like Easter, stuff like that. My yeah. friends will go and visit my parents when I'm not around. Yeah. Yeah, right, they'll great. go hang out because all my friends grew up like basically in that house. Yeah. Like our house, if there's one thing I would say um, that I love about growing up in that house is that it was the house. Yeah. That everybody came to. Yeah. All the time. That's awesome. Yeah. I like that a lot. My house was like that when I was younger. Not not so much now because my we don't live in the town that I grew up in. Uh, but my house was very much like that through high school. I would come home and a friend of mine would be sitting on the couch with my dad watching TV. Yeah. Right? I'm Did like, that piss you I, off? No, I didn't care. Mm -hmm. I didn't, it didn't bother me at all. Um, God, like, what do I like most about? I don't know. I mean, I, I grew up in a really small town, so I had a very different experience than, than you two guys. Um, but I would say the thing that we had at that time, like when, when we're talking like mid-80s, like when I was like 10 and 11, so 84, 85, those years, those were wild years to be uh, a 10, 11, 12-year-old because you were just released into the world by mm -hmm. your parents with no rules. And if you managed to get friends who also had those same kinds of parents, like it was like, it was like the, the Goonies, like yeah. the, the, the stuff you could get up to was really quite incredible. Uh, and then you would somehow make it home, you know, before the streetlights came on and your parents never questioned anything mm -hmm. as far as what you were doing or where you were. And uh, so I guess that there was a there was a freedom, but I think it might not have been so much about the town, but it was about the time. Mm -hmm. And so growing up in a small town in that time in the in the mid 80s was just it was incredible. I like that my dad, when we were, one of the places we were living at, he used to always hang out um, by the garages in the back, drinking beer with the uh, the other tenants. Like Boomhauer? <laughs> <laughs> King of the Hill? King of the Hill, stop? Like there was an electrician and his son, their company was called Moffat and Sons, I'll yeah. never forget that, and they used to just all stand in the garage 
drinking beer. Did you used, used to, to go? That. Did you used to go to that bagel place, Maury, when they first opened? When did they? Well, no, like the fifties. Mm, yeah. It's <laughs> <Just> curious. <laughs> it's like I was there to cut the ribbon. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm looking. I know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go through the, all the old black and white pictures. I guarantee you, I'm gonna find you, Maury. I guarantee it. I'm gonna find you. Uh, Raphael says here, uh, what do you do first when making pizza and nachos? Do you put cheese first, then the toppings, or toppings and then cheese? This has been a debate in my house. Cheese is last always, isn't it? I would say when it comes to, um, like, pizza, we do sauce, cheese, rest of the toppings, a little bit more cheese. Mm, See, when I buy yes. the how-to pizza card, it, it says the sauce. Mm-hmm. Then you're putting the other stuff, like the, the basil and the garlic and the olive oil, and then the cheese is last. It depends on... Because it locks everything in. Okay, so for, for me, it depends on what we're talking when we say toppings. Yeah. So for me, if you're... Let's just go straight pepperoni, mm-hmm. right? Um, it, goes, it goes crust, sauce, cheese, pep. And then you can maybe grate some fresh parm on top of that because you want the pepperoni to brown and bubble. Yeah. Right. If the if the pepperoni is under the cheese, it's not going to brown. It'll get moist. It's just going to. No, it'll be too soft. Just soft. Pepperoni. Yeah. yeah. So pepperoni has Truth. to go has to go on top of of that. Um, See, I was talking about a margarita pizza. Yeah. So margarita pizza goes sauce, cheese, basil, olive oil. Oh, I thought it was sauce. Basil, olive oil, then cheese. I mean, I, listen, it, I don't think it really matters. It depends but, on what kind of cheese you're using too, right? Because they yes. have the, the buffalo mozzarella that are um, either like shape of an oval or a straight up circle that you just place every couple of right. spaces on the on yeah. the pizza. Now, now, when you're talking about nachos, there's so many different ways. Okay, let's say you're doing chicken nachos yeah. and you're also putting on... Um, jalapenos? Jalapenos. Jalapenos. Uh, we're also putting on jalapeno. We're also putting on jalapenos. So chicken, Black jalapenos. No, yeah. no. Chicken, jalapenos, and let's just say uh, green onion. Uh, green onion. Okay. Right. Okay. So I would layer the cheese. I wouldn't take like all the cheese and place it at one time in any part of the nachos. I would right. layer it almost like a lasagna. Now, are you using shredded cheese or using cheese sauce? Uh, no, shredded. Shredded cheese. cheese. Okay. Yeah. So I would do a little bit of nachos, uh, a little bit of fiexins. Cheese, then more nachos on top, fiexins, cheese, more nachos, fiexins, cheese. Mm, interesting. So I, interesting that you say that because I was with you for a second and then you lost me, but I'm thinking maybe I have it wrong now. Um, so the way that I do nachos is I love when the cheese that was on the pan, it becomes crusty, right? Mm. That, you know, that little part. So I take my pan and I put parchment paper on the pan, right? Yeah parchment paper. Then I take a handful of shredded cheese and I lay that down first. Really? Oh, interesting. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's I, your foundation. I, I lay that down first, uh-huh. spread it out nice and thin. Then I do thin layer of chips. Yeah. Then I do layer of cheese, layer of chips, layer of cheese, layer of chips. Then I will put a little bit of cheese. Then I do fixins. Then I do all the chicken, all the jalapenos, and all the green onion, and then I do a little bit of cheese on top of that. Huh. And then when I cook it, I cook it low on a low temperature yeah. um, for longer than I than I normally would. And then what happens is all that stuff that was on the bottom becomes one big crunchy cheese chip, right? So as you're eating the actual nachos, 
right? That there's a big giant cheese chip under it that you snap off and you can just eat those pieces you, of cheese. But then you have all your fiexins like close to the top. Yeah, so, because the I grab finish, from the bottom. No, oh, I grab from the bottom. I grab okay, from, gotcha, gotcha, that's gotcha. my thing is that I grab from the bottom. Okay. Right? With that much cheese, are you not worried that it's super hard to separate? No, no, no. Because when you cook it at a lower, at a low, you use a super low moisture cheese, right? Yeah. Um, that's why the pre-grated stuff is great because you can get very, very low moisture cheeses in, in those mm. in those bags, and then your chips don't get wet, right? So you just cook right. it to make sure it's all melted. And realistically, to melt all that cheese in between all them layers takes a long time. Yeah. Like it takes it. Like if you're cooking it at like say two twenty five or even two forty, it takes a really, really long time mm. to melt all that cheese. But oh, once that, that all that cheese is melted and they just are pulling apart like oh my god and the reason i asked you about shredded and and the liquid cheese is because at a restaurant once i had liquid cheese on my nachos some and places I thought it was yeah weird. some places no some but places like when you go that. to um like the movie like when you theater go to the cheese like movie that's, theater yeah but yeah. they yeah. put that on the nachos with the chicken and with all that the, yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah and yeah, i thought yeah. that was weird or it, cheap they're cheapening me well it's um it's a very tex-mex thing right mm-hmm. oh okay like if you there's a lot of places in america where if you go to america and you order like cheese nachos that's what you get it's you, a different you get, taste. You get you get melted you get melted cheese on. I always have a jar of that Tostitos cheese in the fridge. So good. Always. Yeah. I always a have a jar spicy, on hand. So Do you runny. dunk on anything else in there or is fries? It only for che- oh wow, I've never yeah. done that. Fries and I will sometimes make. Um, I made the other day. I had a steak in the freezer the other day. Mm. And I didn't have time to defrost the steak, and I was starving. And I had a bun, like a like a bougie sort of hot dog bun, like a longer kind of bun. And I took the steak, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I had been like trying to figure out the best way to sort of make like a like a version of like a Philly cheesesteak kind of thing over the last little while. But I had a piece of frozen steak in the fridge, and what I did was like pre cooked. No, 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 it was just raw. And I cut the steak frozen into with a super sharp knife, and I cut the steak into paper thin slices. Okay. Super, super paper thin slices. Easier to do when it's frozen. Easier too. to do when it's frozen. And I had like a whole giant like pile of them. Mm. And I waited for them to defrost. And then I put a pan on, blazing hot pan, and threw these things in there and browned them up, which took all of 40 seconds. And then I threw that in a bun and then oh. I me- and then I took the tostitos cheese and I melted it on top of that. Oh, that and sounds it was, amazing. It Did you was, fall asleep it right was after? Really, uh, right after yeah. I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> right, right after. <laughs> At Kiss925 is where you will find Ask Razamoka. Oh. Uh, that's where we get the questions from, so uh, feel free to ask, and we'll, we'll answer on future episodes. Let's end on this super quick. What are all of our shoe sizes from Robin? None of your business, Robin. Thanks for listening to the podcast, Robin. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.